You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Now, let's go back to the booth. Here's the voice of the Dukes, Dave Rigger. Dave Rigger. Let's get our Cross Keys keys to the game for a JMU victory. They're brought to you by Cross Keys. Alex Miller, some keys for you. Yeah, Dave. One thing I'm looking for, just having that O-line, giving Todd time to operate and work. Um, two, I go no turnovers, protect the ball, keep it when you got it, get it, and get it from that other team when they have it. And then three, keep that defense, that defense having a strong front up front, containing that QB and shutting down all the receivers on the outside. The Dukes... Did not win the toss, so they will get the football. We'll see this offense and Todd Centejo right away. Let's see if they can set the tone early on. Yeah, I mean, hey, first game of the season, you get the ball first. This is the best opportunity is set that tone right away for the 2022-2023 season. Let's get it. Here we go. With Alex Miller, I am Dave Rigert. Nick Pearl, our producer, a pleasure to have you along. James Madison kicks off the FBS era. Back deep to receive for James Madison. Chris Thornton is back there. Also back deep, it's Q Reed. We have not seen Q really at all in fall camp, but he's back there with Chris Thornton. Kicking off for Middle Tennessee is Scott Payne. Last year's 73 kickoffs, 10 were touchbacks. This one is returnable. Chris Thornton will have the first touch of the season from the three-yard line near side hash. He goes to the 15 far left sideline, gets a block, hesitates, and gets dropped at the 15-yard line. Could not get to the outside. Making the tackle on special teams was Jordan Branch for Middle Tennessee. The Dukes will start inside their own 20-yard line around the 15 as Chris could not bounce that one outside. And here we go. Todd Centeo, the grad transfer from Colorado State. In his career, he's thrown for 3,778 yards, 23 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. As he comes out with Percy J. Obese behind him. Two receivers left side, one to the right. It's a 4-3 defensive set for Middle Tennessee. Santeo in the pistol formation will shift Percy to his left. And it will be a run for Percy J. Obese. He gets a block. He goes to the outside near the numbers. He picks up four on first down at the 19-yard line, making the tackle for Middle Tennessee with safety Marve Myers. But second and six now coming up for the Dukes. Yep, good strong run by Percy, st- setting the tone. Four yards every play is what we need. Second down, six ball at their own six, both on 19-yard line. Todd Centeo claps his hands. Drew Painter, the tight end, comes in motion as a wing now here on the near side right. Two receivers this way with him. The snap back to Todd. He'll throw his first pass as a Duke under pressure steps up. He's going to take off and run. He's going to power his way through a couple of tackles and be about a yard, maybe two, shy of the sticks. But that's the element from Todd Centeo that we haven't seen for a couple of years. Cole was a great quarterback, and he did scramble and have some great runs. But there's going to be some design runs for Todd, and he's got great mobility. Yeah, no doubt about that. The blitz was coming off off the right side, so Todd being able to be athletic, just slip into the, slip into the opposite way and just getting yards. Third down two. Here's a handoff to Percy. He has the first down and a little bit more. He'll get knocked down at the 28-yard line for a gain of five. We talked in pregame a little bit about, will this team be a ground and pound? And they won't, but... I think they will rely on the run game here early to kind of set the tone. Yeah, being able to kind of shake off those butterflies that you might have the first time going out. And to just get one first down is big. Yeah, just being able to start that first series on a positive note, getting the first down, get the chains moving, uh, something you always want to do uh, each and every game. Going to spread the football field out now with four receivers. Painter will come in motion. He's a wing on the left side now. There's a play-action pass, and the ball gets deflected down by Zaylin Wood, the redshirt sophomore from 
Bowen, Georgia, returning starter at defensive end, 6'1", 280. He knocks down the first pass that Todd Santeo tries to complete. He is now 0 for 1, second and 10 for the Dukes from their own 28-yard line. We are just underway, 13-23 to go, and we see Kalon Black come onto the football field for the first time. Great to see him back after tearing the ACL against Weber State in Week 3 last season. He has had a fantastic camp. Second down, 10. Going to throw the football. Todd steps up. He's going to run again. He's to the 30-yard line. He'll put his shoulder pads down low and get sandwiched at the 32. Picks up four to set up a third and medium. It'll be third down, six for the Dukes at their own 32-yard line. Yeah, that one definitely more of a designed run for the Dukes right there and for Todd. Um, like we said earlier, a lot of designs, but a lot of times it's not going to be designed. So let's uh, keep, keep the up front, keep it uh, situated. Last year, James Madison was outstanding on third down. They were the one of the best in the country, number 10. As a matter of fact, first in the conference at 44.4. So far, one for one today. They're going to open it up and spread it out. Five wide receivers, Centeo by himself. Now Latrell Palmer's checked in. He will go to the right of Centeo. They show blitz. We'll see if they bring it. They'll just brush four. Senteo throws near sideline. Going to be complete the 41-yard line. Knocked out of bounds is Reggie Brown in front of Jalen Jackson, the corner, and they move the sticks. Great throw by Senteo under pressure. Yeah, Reggie Brown, great catch on the sideline. He had a great season last year. I think that just gave him the confidence to be able to elevate his game and really be a big-time playmaker this year. Yeah, Reggie has been much more consistent in this. We saw it in the spring. We've seen it here in fall. He's a guy that I think could really take a huge step here this season. 12-20 left in the opening quarter. Back-to-back first downs for James Madison. Latrell Palmer the back now. He will get his first carry. Nope, Centeno will keep it and has a block to the 50. Here goes Centeno to the 40-yard line. Bounces outside 35 and knocked out of bounds near the 32-yard line. Todd Centeno gets free, and the Dukes are in Middle Tennessee territory for the first time. Yep, great blocking up front by the big boys, and even the tight ends kind of making those key blocks, letting uh, Todd get downfield. I was going to say, a great block by Painter down the field. Centeo so far has used his feet three times on this opening drive and finally got free that time. And James Madison now with three first downs in the opening drive, trying to get points out of it. Just under 12 to go in the opening quarter. Jamie with a 32 of Middle Tennessee. In motion now is Horton. Here's a run by Kalon Black. Good Stutter step and gets across the 30 near the SBC logo now here at Bridgeforth. He's going to pick up four yards to the 28-yard line sandwich there by one of the linebackers, Drew Francis, and the other one, Devin Curtis, make the tackle. But second and six now, and again, they're staying ahead of the chains right now. Yeah, that's one thing you want to do in the first kind of times touching that football, to stay ahead of the chains, don't set yourself back, give yourself every advantage that you can get. It'll be Latrell Palmer back this time right of Centeo. Wing left is Painter. Two receivers near side right is Brown and Thornton. Reggie, or Terrence Green to the far side left. Screen pass near side right caught by Chris. He gets clobbered at the 25. Picks up three. Good tackle from the linebacker that time. Coming over was Raquan Hartley, redshirt sophomore from South Carolina. It'll set up, though, a third and short. Third down three. Now the Dukes two for two on their third down conversions on the drive. Thornton with his first catch of the season after catching 83 balls one season ago. He's the middle receiver of three to the far side left. Latrell stays in as the back. Dukes at the 25-yard line of Middle Tennessee moving left to right. They look to the sideline. We'll see if they switch the play. It looks like they will. Ten and a half to go opening quarter. It's been a great drive to start the season so far. Centeo claps his hands. Now going to send Painter in motion across the formation. Hand off to Latrell. Nobody going to be a keep by Centeo. Again, he's got the first down. He tried to bounce outside, cut inside the numbers to the 20. He's used his feet four times on the drive, twice on third down. He'll move the chains again. They are now in the red zone on the opening possession this season. 
Yep, Todd kind of putting the game in his own hands a little bit right now, and, I mean, it's working out for him, so keep letting it ride. 10-10 to go in this opening quarter. Boy, you couldn't script this a whole lot better right now <laughs> unless no they don't get into the end zone. But, again, so far so good at the 20. Percy and Jay Obisay has checked back in. Trips receivers to the far side left. Hand off to Percy. Good cut. He bounces off a defender, and he'll get to the 17-yard line to pick up three yards. Good job to avoid the first tackler in the backfield that time and get positive yardage. But, again, positive yardage. Second seven now in football at the 17. And that's what I'm going to be able to see. Uh, Percy do this whole year is kind of shed that first tackler and get those few extra yards after contact. Uh, that's what he's been big on the last uh, few years being able to play, um, and I just see it continue to elevate from here. He looks like the old Percy right now. He has throughout camp. A two-by-two two formation. Horton comes in motion. The tight end is the wing on the left side. Here's a give to Percy hitting the backfield this time and drop for a loss. Tremendous defensive play by DeMonte Smith. Redshirt freshman from Savannah, Georgia, 6'3", 294. A defensive tackle for Middle Tennessee. Now the first third and long for the Dukes. They've got third down 11. Football back of the 21 of Middle Tennessee. Yeah, and we talked about earlier how their defensive line is going to be that strength on their defense. So we knew they were going to show up at one part of the game, and they're not just going to lay down. So that was that first little glimpse of a little fight back. Now four receivers. Devin Ravenel will check into the football game. Percy stays in as the back. So four receivers, two to each side. Reggie Brown, Ravenel to the near side right. Thornton and Terrence Green to the far side left. Third and 11 at the 21 of Middle Tennessee. The snap by Morris is chest high. Centeno steps up, looks over the middle of the football field and overthrows Chris Thornton, who had a little bit of a seam right there. But the backer had dropped, and I think, that probably disrupted the vision of Centeno right there where he couldn't get it right on eight. Yeah, no doubt either. Kind of give a little touch, but, I mean, tough to say not being on the field. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Here's Camden Wise, his first career field goal attempt. This will be from 28 yards away, right between the hash marks. It'll be a 38-yard field goal. High snap handled by Clark, and it's going to be blocked. It was blocked the line of scrimmage. The Dukes come up empty. A great drive. There's 8-11, make it 8-32, excuse me, on the clock. But they come up empty on the opening drive of the football game. Got into the red zone. The, P the field goal, though, is blocked by Middle Tennessee. And James Madison's defense will get the first shot now. But, again, it was scripted great. Just yep. couldn't finish in the red zone. Yeah, lots of great things that happened on that drive. And I don't want the Dukes to get down on themselves just from one little play, not making that field goal. Uh, luckily, it's still early in game. And we can just build off that momentum that we built. Uh, get the things fixed that we need to and just uh, go ahead from here. Time under the field, so we will step aside. 8.32 to go in the opening quarter. No score. Dukes come up empty on their opening drive. We'll see the defense for James Madison when we return. You're listening to JMU Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. A pleasure to have you along, Nick Pearl, in the studio for us today. Mikado's in Harrisonburg is proud to be the official watch party location for JMU football every Saturday this fall. Enjoy a special game day menu and great deals on food and drink. Mikado's in Harrisonburg, an official watch party location for JMU football. No score, eight minutes and 32 seconds to play in this opening quarter. Great drive for the Dukes, but they come up empty. And now we'll see the defense for the first time. It is Chase Cunningham at quarterback last year. 62.5%, 16 TDs, 3 INTs, 5'11", 188, not a big guy. Here's our air raid offense, and Frank Pisant the first run. He's going to run right into Jamari Edwards, the Marshall transfer, but fighting for yardage. Jordan Swan comes over to help out. 
Also, Mikhail Kamara was right there. Does get a little bit of yardage. He'll get two yards to the 23-yard line as Middle Tennessee will have their up-tempo air raid offense. A lot of four and five wide receivers. They've got three to the far side right, one to the near side left. Here comes a quick bubble screen to the far side left. Blown up. Taurus Jones was over there. First man, Chris Chukwaneke. It'll be third and long for Middle Tennessee as they tried the bubble screen on the far side right, and they lost a yard. It'll be third and nine. Yeah, look to lean on the defensive line right here for the Dukes defense with the inexperience we talked about earlier in the game from the backside. But great play on the outside, stopping it for a short game. Cunningham out of the shotgun formation. Three receivers to the far side right. They show blitz. Here comes Torres Jones. He's under pressure. Chakwanake couldn't get him. He spins out, keeps the play alive, throws it deep down the football field. He's got a man, but he's overthrown. He had his man out there, Yusuf Ali, but the pressure got to Cunningham. He forced an overthrow, and it's a three and out. The Dukes defense... Comes out on fire to start the play. Did give up a little bit of a a, a scary moment right there, yeah. but it does go for not. Little hold your breath moment there for a, for a little bit on the end of that play. But I love how the defense came out high energy. Everybody flying around and on that last play, just getting to that quarterback. It is Cheese Surratt who was back deep. He said, don't call me Josh, call me Cheese. That's what everybody calls me except for my mom. I'll tell you in a minute why he's called Cheese. On to punt, Kyle Ulbrich. He is the all-time leader in average in Middle Tennessee history. Gets it away, low line drive kick, and it's not going to be returnable because it's not deep enough, but going to get a Middle Tennessee bounce to the 40, inside the 35-30, and down at the 28-yard line. So Centeno and the offense back out there as they will have their second possession. Cheese Surratt is called Cheese because when he was younger, he had brothers that picked on him. He always whined. His dad says, you want some cheese with that wine? And it's stuck. He's been named Cheese ever since. Nobody calls him Josh except for his mom. We've got a timeout on the field. We will step aside. The defense forces a three and out. The offense right back to work. Seven and a half to go here in the opening quarter. No score. James Madison and Middle Tennessee as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is JMU quarterback Tyson Taylor, and you're listening to James Madison football on the JMU Radio Network. With Alex Miller, I am Dave Rigert, Nick Pearl in the... Studio for us, we continue from Bridge Four Stadium, James Madison and Middle Tennessee. As both teams have had one possession, the Dukes had a 14-play, 64-yard drive, but their field goal attempt was blocked from 37 yards out. But it's a three and out for Middle Tennessee, so that defense right back on the football field. We'll see if they can start to wear them down here in the first quarter. You know, the conditioning probably isn't exactly where they want it to be. First and 10, football thrown 28-yard line, James Madison moving left to right. The brand-new uniforms this year, purple Jerseys again, white helmets, white pants. And Teo, a three-step drop. Wants to throw the football. Steps up, steps up. He's going to throw it to Chris Thornton at the 50. He's got it outside the numbers and knocked out of bounds at the 48-yard line. Boy, great anticipation because Thornton was actually behind the defender. He cut in front, made a great catch, and that will be a gain of 24 yards and a first down. Yep, great play by Chris right there coming back for the football. For a second there, it looked like it was going to fall right into 17's hands on (laughs) the Blue Raiders' defense, but... Chris made a great play, great play uh, from a veteran right there. And that's Trey Fuellen who made the tackle as well. Centeno, here's a run to Percy J. Obese breaks through. Great cut to the 45-yard line, still plowing ahead. He'll get near the 42. Boy, that burst right now from Percy looks different than what we saw when he played in a handful of games just four one season ago. Yeah, no doubt. Percy's had a great summer, uh, transformed his body, took care of his eating, uh, worked hard in that weight room just for that chance to get back out here. I know he's itching after missing some games last year. Um, but being able to churn your feet even after that first contact and getting as many yards as possible is 
what he's great at. Percy, a seven-yard run. He's now up over three, make it to a 2,600 for his career. Third down, three, play action pass. Want to take a shot. Centeo over the middle of the football field. Chris Thornton dives and can't quite make the catch inside the 15-yard line. Boy, he was in front of Fluellen that time. If Centeo can put that on the number eight, he might score, but just missed a connection that time. Yeah, Chris's speed is going to be a problem for that those DBs in the uh, red, uh, Blue Raiders secondary all game. Um, and it, they're going to start dropping. He's going to continue to be open, and I'm, I'm confident in Todd being able to pinpoint it. A, a third and three for James Madison at the 41-yard line of Middle Tennessee, moving left to right, 6.20 to go in the opening quarter, no score. Here's a pitch to the left side for Percy. Gets a block from Tyshawn White. Ball's out. It's free. It's loose. Middle Tennessee had a great chance to get it, but I'm not sure they did. I think the ball skipped out of bounds. They were there to grab the football. Goes out of bounds. A good hit to force the ball out, and it's going to be right at the marker. They move it back now to the 40, so it'll be a third down Ball is fumbled out of bounds, recovered by the offense, fourth down. So it'll be fourth and two. The ball went backwards, actually, to the 40-yard line, and we'll see what Coach Signetti does here. And it looks like he's going to keep the offense on the field. So fourth and two from the middle, Tennessee 40. And they're going to go for it to try and continue the drive. Chris Thornton comes back in. He was off the field. They also bring in Zach Horton. So a two tight end set right now. Timeout, JMU. That's their first. So Coach Signetti going to burn one here in the first quarter to talk about this with 6.03 to go in this opening quarter. Turn your mic off. There you go. (laughs) Fourth and two. What do you say? Go for it here? Yeah, without a doubt. Early in the season... Um, still, it's, I mean, 0-0 ball game and early in the game in general. I say set the tone for the season, set the tone for the game, uh, show that grit that you have as a team. And, I mean, Coach Signetti says it all the time, being kind of relentless. Um, so I say keep that offense out there and uh, prove that we can get two yards. And, and for the most part, they've ran the football at least three, four, five, six yards every single time except for the one negative play that Percy had. The fumble, it was going to go for a couple of yards, but then it fumbled and Luckily, the Blue Raiders didn't jump on it. They were the first ones right there to try and grab that. But it is a fourth and two. Let's see if they keep the offense on the field. Kyle Davis and the punt team is milling around, and they're going to go back to the sideline. The offense will stay on the field. Coach Signetti doesn't gamble a lot, but going to go with it here early on with 6.02 to go in the opening quarter. Yeah, I I love this um, call right here by Coach Signetti by going for it. Um, I just think it shows that trust that you have in your football team and shows that your team – can really get it done. Fourth down and two. Going to throw the football, and they've got a man open, but it's knocked down to the line of scrimmage. They tried out of the backfield to get it to Kalon Black. It was knocked down by Jordan Ferguson from his defensive end spot. That's the second time in the game a D end has knocked the football down. So the Dukes get into Middle Tennessee territory, back-to-back possessions, but nothing to show for it right now. 6-0-1 to go first quarter. No score. Middle Tennessee, their second possession, and now they've got the football in good field position at the 40, but also by going for it, it shows confidence in your defense. Yeah, no doubt um, with how great the defense uh, came out with and their confident, and their confidence in them uh, just shows that. And now some movement up front, and they're going to blow the play dead. It was Jamari Edwards who jumped that time. And they're going to bring... They're going to take him out and bring Jordan Funk into the football game. And that's an area, the the middle, the interior of that defensive line has been hit with some guys just deciding to retire from football. Tony Thurston, uh, Seth Negron, those two guys, again, were going to be probably the top two backups. And now without those guys a little bit thinner at the defensive line spot. Defensive player number five was in the neutral zone, causing the offensive player to to move, react to it. So that's a five-yard penalty, and it remains first down. The first down, the football will be 
at the 46-yard line as well. They'll mark it yeah, at to, the 45, excuse me. To go back to that uh, interior D-line, Dave, with, uh, with what we've been saying, we just retired from football, and it's always a tough uh, decision, tough thing to see. And used to be so deep in that position, and now it's kind of thin, so uh, looking for guys to step up. First down five, fake handoff. It's a slant going to be complete for a first down at the 45 in James Madison territory. Making the catch this time is Isaiah Gathings, one of those big receivers, 6'4", 226. He was in the slot, transferred from Gardner-Webb last year, caught 14 balls from Middle Tennessee, and again they go with tempo. Here's a fake handoff. Cunningham going to take off to the near side. Slides down, got hit late by Cheese Surratt. Torres Jones, the first one, was there. It's a negative play, a minus two-yard loss that time. Great play by Torres Jones. That's a play there where it's an RPO, and Cunningham a little unsure of what to do with that RPO. He probably should have gave the football that time, but he's going to lose two. Second down, 12 football at the JMU 46-yard line. Going to set a man in motion. Yusuf Ali going to fake it to him. Peasant gets the handoff. He's sucked by Jones again. Torres was right there. Also in the tackle for James Madison was Jalen Walker. The two linebackers combined. Now third and 10. They've got him where they want him. Yeah, being able to have that uh, advantage on the defense with – a third and long situation um, kind of gives them a little more breathing room but and then puts more pressure on that offense to kind of work into their playbook a little deeper. At the 44, they show blitz, and they will bring a blitz. Cunningham going to throw it quick to Yusuf Ali, and a good tackle. It's going to be shy of the sticks. Ball's out. James Madison is on it. They're going to say he was down, though. The football's at the 37, three yards shy of the sticks. They're going to quickly hurry up and get lined up. So fourth down. And they are not wasting any time. Fourth and three. Cunningham gets the snap. Handoff. And now he tackles his own guy. He didn't know if he was going to keep it or pull it. And he brings down Frank Peasant. And they lose three yards. And James Madison's defense stands up on fourth down. And that's things you don't see from a redshirt senior type of guy with kind of being a little indecisive right there, going one way or another. But, I mean, advantage Dukes. Let's get the ball back and make something happen. I'm not sure I've seen that before where the one guy wanted it, the other guy wanted it, and they've tackled each other. So the offense back out there, and now they've got the good field position. Both offenses try for a fourth down near the 40-yard line. So James Madison moving left to right. Latrell Palmer, the back now behind Todd Santeo. Two receivers to the near side right for Todd. He claps his hands, going to run the football to Latrell. He's got a little bit of a seam and then bullies his way forward for about four. So, again, Getting three, four, five yards a pop right now. They've ran the football well. It'll be second down and six football at their own 44-yard line on the JMU logo here at Bridgeforth. We have 420 left in the opening quarter and no score. Both teams now have had two possessions. We've had three of the four possessions go into the opposition's territory, but no points. Trips receivers now to the near side right. Horton is the wing, the tight end on the near side. Thornton goes in motion across the formation. Fake hand off. Here comes Centeo, tries to bounce outside. They go low to make the hit. The corner on the far sideline makes the tackle for the Blue Raiders. It's a gain of two for Centeo as DeCorian Patterson, the starting corner on the far sideline, makes the tackle. A gain of two, third and four now for JMU. And so far on third down, they're three for five. See if Horton stays in the game, he will. He'll be a slot receiver, so four receivers. Brown and Horton to the near side right. Thornton and Terrence Green to the far side left. Green's been quiet so far in the game. Third down four from the 46 in their own territory. Thornton comes across the formation in motion to the near side right. Trips now this way. Low snap to Centeo. He's got time. Steps up. Going to fire to Thornton. Wide open first down to the 50-yard line. And across midfield near the 47. Tackle here by Jalen Jackson, the cornerback. But a good job to just get him in space, give him the football, move the chains. Yep, Chris is one of those guys that, I mean, he's dangerous in any aspect of the field you put him on. So, given that open space, I mean, good tackle by the Blue Raiders, but 
Chris gets past that one, who knows how far he's going. Senseo now four for eight. He's thrown for 44 yards so far in the football game. Latrell Palmer stays as the back two receivers each way. Senseo gets the chest high snap, takes a three-step drop. He wants to step up, step up, does. Now going to fire to the sideline as a comeback route. And stepping out of bounds on this near sideline was Reggie Brown. Excuse me, that's Chris Thornton. And couldn't get back to it in time. So it was going to be incomplete. Senteo kept the play alive and essentially threw that thing away, I think. Yeah, Todd's ability to elude the blitz. Um, and first of all, the, the guys up front and the running backs are picking it up really well, being able to communicate uh, whose guy is going to be theirs. Um, but Todd's just athleticism, being able to extend plays, that's going to make the offense even dangerous. 2.55 to play, opening quarter, no score. Second and 10 for James Madison for the third time now in the Middle Tennessee Territory. No score in the football game. Centeo, two-step drop, going to throw a far side left to Terrence Green. He makes his first catch as a Duke, and he will have. Let's see where they spot the football. It's close to a first down. They will move the chains. Good job by Terrence to get the first down. TG, his first catch. He had a great career at Monmouth, and I think he's going to make some big plays as the season wears on. Yeah, great addition by bringing on Terrence. Um, when we played Monmouth a couple years ago. and <laughs> He scored he, here. He, yeah, he made a couple <laughs> highlights himself. Um, and just how hard he's, he's been working since he's been here. Um, he's been a great addition ever since. First catch for TG. Latrell Palmer, the back to the right of Centeo. First and 10 at the Blue Raider 36-yard line. Wing left is Painter. Play action pass. Want to take a shot. Going to throw it on the near sideline for Reggie Brown at the 10-yard line. He leaps up, makes the grab, and he's out of bounds. Great catch by Reggie, but Centeo's ball led him to the boundary. Caught the football out of bounds and could not keep a foot in. So it'll be second and 10 now for JMU at the Middle Tennessee 36. Yeah, great acrobatics by Reggie in the air uh, late. Just a little bit off on the throw, but um, all positive things right there, being able to see it. 2.21 to play in the opening quarter, no score. James Madison at the 36 of Middle Tennessee. Percy Ajayobase has checked back into the football game. Two receivers left side. Here's a handoff to Percy. Big hold of the 30. Keeps his legs churning. He's close to a first down. He'll pick up nine, it looks like, right at the heart of that defense, good job by Tanner Morris, who was a starter in the playoffs a year ago. Some people thought he may not start this year. He's done a heck of a job, and he's that starting center again. They're going to go quickly on third and one now. They're going to throw it left sideline, caught by Thornton. He makes a move to the 25, first down, chopped down at the 23-yard line, but they will move the chains and pick up four more yards. James Madison has been outstanding on third down so far in this game. Yeah, being able to have that confidence on third down to keep those chains moving. Uh, Terrence Green with a great block out uh, on the outside, giving Chris a little bit of room to operate. Um, those are going to be big, being able to sustain blocks and keep them clean. Don't, don't put yourself behind the chains. 1.40 to go here in the opening quarter. Duke's nearing the red zone again at the 23 of Middle Tennessee. Deep penetration in the Middle Tennessee end again. Thornton comes in motion, or Horton does, excuse me, the wing on the near side right. Snap to Centeo, waist high, steps up, steps up, nowhere to go with the football. Going to scramble to the right side, and he will throw. And going to come back to the football is Reggie Brown inside the 20 on the near side in front of Isaiah, Isaiah Fluella in the safety. But a great job to help his quarterback out. He came all the way back to the about the 19-yard line, and they pick up four yards on first down when there wasn't much there. Yeah, good old scramble drill. If you're far, come back. If you're, <laughs> right. if you're close, go deep. Um, try to not overlap anybody, but that was a great job kind of thinking on the run um, from Todd and from Reggie, uh, and just good connection. You, we've seen it since the first day uh, Todd's been here. And that's a mature play by Reggie, too, to, to come back and, and help your quarterback. I'm not sure we see that a year ago. TG's check back in. Terrence Green, football in the red zone. 
We see Wayne Knight, the true freshman from Smyrna, Delaware, for the first time. And going to give it to him. He tries to bounce to the outside and nowhere to go. He's been good in camp. He can, he can catch the football. He's a little undersized. He loses a yard that time. But he's a guy that, that could factor into this game early just because of the, the absence of Solomon Van Horst right now as he's out with an injury. Yeah, no doubt. Wayne's been a great presence all of camp. Um, as we said, not the, not the biggest guy in the world, but he, he can sure turn it up on the speed. Um, one of those fast, uh, little fast guys. But, I mean, going sideways, so that's just kind of a freshman move. Just At one point, you just got to stick that foot in the ground and get north. Seven seconds left in the quarter. Todd Santeo has three receivers to the near side right. Latrell Palmer steps up. And the clock expires, and they will not get the playoff. That will be the final play of our opening quarter. That's the end of the first quarter. Through 15, James Madison has moved the football all three times in the Middle Tennessee Territory. We'll see what they can do here on the third one. The first two, they came up empty. We have no score after one between James Madison and Middle Tennessee. You're listening to Dukes Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. You're listening to Dukes Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Continues at Bridgeport Stadium. A pleasure to have you along with Alex Miller. I have Dave Rigerts. Morris Insurance, located in Broadway, is a family-owned independent agency that represents multiple companies to find you the perfect coverage at a price you can afford. Serving our community for nearly 80 yards, their team is ready to serve your insurance needs. For a quote today, contact Morris Insurance at 540-896-7085. Visit MorrisInsuranceVA.com. Through one quarter, what do you see? I'm seeing the Dukes being able to have confidence, starting to put plays together, get down the field, um, just so far just not being able to finish it. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to take that one play to turn it all around. Um, and the defense is playing great on the opposite end, um, being able to stop that Blue Raider offense and uh, coming up big, giving the offense the ball back. It'll be third and seven for JMU. They move now right to left here in the second quarter. No score through 15 minutes. Todd Santeo has his offense at the 20-yard line. Back in the red zone. See if they can get points out of it. Three receivers to the far side right this time for Centeo. Chest high snap, looks to his right side, steps up over the middle. He's got a man wide open. Reggie Brown at the goal line, snares the football, and gets in for six. Touchdown, James Madison. Let the streamers fly. Love that first time seeing the streamers be thrown through the air, Dave. Uh, nothing greater than that. Nice little post right over the middle for Reggie Brown. Uh, great connection, great throw by Todd. That was beautifully executed. Wow. And Reggie ran a great route. That time a little bit more air under the football by Todd. Learned from the previous possession, the opening possession of the football game. And James Madison strikes first. 6-0 Dukes. First play here in the second quarter. Camden Wise on for the PAT. A little bit of a low snap, but a good job by Clark. And it does sneak through the left upright. So James Madison takes a 7-0 lead. Todd Centeo, his first career touchdown pass in a Dukes uniform in the 24th of his career at Temple Colorado State and now at James Madison. 7-0 Dukes five seconds in to the second quarter. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is JMU cornerback Jordan Swan and you're listening to James Madison Football on the JMU Radio Network. 14.55 to play here in the second quarter. James Madison 7 and Middle Tennessee nothing. They convert on the third time into Middle Tennessee territory. A 20-yard strike from Todd Santeo to Reggie Brown. 7 nothing. James Madison. Ergie's Cheesesteak is the proud partner of JMU Athletics. For an authentic Philly cheesesteak, visit them in downtown Harrisonburg at their East Water Street location. 
Tell you what, this offense has been in rhythm. They've looked good. Only seven points so far, but they've looked impressive. Yeah, no doubt. The the level on which they've been able to execute so far um, and just being able to finish that drive right there is kind of the cherry on top. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we kind of see the offense start being able to roll. Um, and just on those drives before, just not being able to finish, it's kind of just kind of been shots in the foot. Um, if we can just eliminate that, I mean, we might be seeing – uh, 21 points up on the board right now. And great balance, run pass. They're running the football. It's opening up the pass. Uh, it seems like it's it seems about 50-50 in what they're trying to do. Yeah, no doubt. That that 2020 spring season, I would say a lo- we were heavy, heavy run. Yeah. Um, and then that following fall, we were heavy, heavy, heavy pass. pass um, <laughs> kind of leaning on, on Cole and Antoine's connection and Chris even. Um, but now, yeah, right now we've seen a great, great balance um, on the two play calls and um, being able to get those pot of, po- positive yardage um, early and often, too. Just not being able to – not setting yourself back. And I'll tell you what, just Todd Taylor right now, you can tell he's a sixth-year guy. I mean, he just – I think that's part of he, – he played well to get the job. But I think Coach Signetti really loves that he's a veteran guy. He, it's another Cole Johnson that's been been through the block. And actually, he played more than Cole did his first five years. He, he had a 500-yard passing game last year at Colorado State. So he's been he's seen about everything and he's pretty he's stayed pretty calm, cool and collected so far. I think that's just the kid we we're going to see this year. Yeah, no doubt. Being that older guy, you have that wisdom that not a lot do. Um and you yeah. can't really coach that. You can't coach experience. Um and just being being able to have that guy like Todd right now um has just shown that the offense is in a good spot. Uh we're not rushing into things and he's kind of keeping everybody uh level-headed. Connor Madden will kick off. Didn't get to see him a year ago just because of his injury. He missed all of last year. But in the spring season of 21, 52 kickoffs, 25 touchbacks. Almost 50% of his kicks were touchbacks. The transfer from Bridgewater College just up the road has a tremendously strong leg. Here is Madden's kickoff, and this will be a drive that will be a fair catch, but he's not going to catch it. It's going to hit the A in James Madison in the end zone and be a touchback. So that's a weapon that they didn't have a year ago. Camden Wise had to do it and did a good job, but just does not have the leg that Connor has. That's a huge weapon to have. No doubt. Usually the most athletic guy on the opposing team is going to be back there receiving uh, kicks and punts. So you can take that, take him out of the game and not let him get that opportunity to touch the football. is going to be huge. One, for the team in general, and uh, two, to – get the defense started in a, in a good spot. Got a timeout on the field. We'll keep it right here. Again, a lot of TB timeouts now with the worldwide leader being a part of, uh, of JMU football. But so far in the football game, Todd Centeo, again, uh, they're, they're working on live stats right now, so not quite up to date on what we've seen. But it was right around 50%. But the one thing that you do love is his ability to, to run the football also. We, we hit on that a minute. But that opens up the backs to get yards. When you have to account for the quarterback – that's a big deal for your offense to be able to open some things up. Yeah, having Todd being um, being able to be a dual-threat quarterback with his legs and his arm is just going to open more opportunities for other guys, uh, especially those running backs. The linebackers aren't going to be able to just flow as freely just to them uh, on run plays just in case Todd tucks it a run himself. So um, having the ability to do both uh, from Todd is, is huge for this offense. The defense so far has looked very impressive. A couple of drives is what we've seen so far, but right now they had a three and out. They had one first down. That was it. There was a penalty on Jamari Edwards, but I'll tell you what, the defense, they haven't played a ton so far in the football game, but they've been flying around. Yeah. Uh, the past couple of seasons, we've kind of always 
uh, leaned on our defense to, to hold it down, whether the offense was rolling or, or frankly, we weren't. Um, and with Coach Haynes coming in, um, after Coach Heatherman uh, got that job at Rutgers, he's been doing a great job uh, rallying the guys together, um, sticking to the scheme, and really having that buy-in from, from everybody to, to play hard for him. Fans this season, Lance Construction has teamed up with JMU Athletics and first tee Shenandoah. Every touchdown your Dukes score, including the one today during the game, Lance Construction will make a donation to first tee Shenandoah. So thank you, Lance Construction, for your continued support of James Madison Athletics. Good crowd tonight. There are some empty seats, not quite the sellout we were hoping for, but still for the first FBS game in school history, a good turnout by JMU Nation. 7-0 Dukes. We have 14.55 to play here in the second quarter, and now we'll see the Blue Raiders offense back on the field. It'll be Chase Cunningham again, the redshirt senior from Knoxville, Tennessee. Again, 16 TDs, three picks a year ago. And for the Dukes, see if they have any changes out there. Q Reed now going to be one of the safeties for James Madison. Xavier Coakley. And now we see true freshman Brent Austin playing on the far side right as a corner. So getting some action. He was a late signee, but he's been impressive throughout camp. First and 10 for Middle Tennessee from their own 25-yard line. Late blitz comes. They're going to throw down the far left sideline. Yusuf Ali was the intended target, but Chris Chukwaneke, who, again, is so valuable to this football team because of his ability to stop the run and cover with stride for stride with Ali, and it falls incomplete. Yeah, Chuck can do, Chuck can do it all, frankly. Uh, covering guys, filling up on the run. Um, great guy to kind of have flowing through that defense. They show blitz again. We'll see if Chuck goes. He's going to back off now, second and ten. Cunningham has not looked real comfortable in the pocket. Now that time off definitely uh, probably didn't do him any good. From their own 25-yard line, going to try and run the football this time. And Isaac Uku jumps on his back from behind. They gave the football to Darius Bracey, the transfer from Central Michigan. Nowhere to go in a loss of one. Great job by Isaac Uku to just follow him down the line of scrimmage. But it was also forced by the guys on the far side, Abby Nwaku Akonji. Carpenter, Edwards, they stood them all up so Isaac could go chase him down. Third and 11. Going to fake the snap count. They've got two receivers both ways. Bridgeforth on fire right now. Yeah, this one, it gets hard playing in Bridgeforth Stadium. you got a third and long. The crowd's getting into it. you got to be extra loud doing that snap count. From their own 24-yard line, not going to blitz this time. They'll rush four. A little bit of pressure down the middle of the football field, and he's got a man out there, but he drops the football. As Elijah Metcalf was there, he beat Chukwaneke that time, and then Q Reed came over, lit him up. He could not hang on, and it'll be a three and out for Middle Tennessee again. Although we didn't blitz anybody special, those front four up top really uh, shortened that window for Cunningham to get the ball off. So that was great on them, give the, the secondary a little le- uh, more f- leeway. But ball probably should have been caught, and there was also a play earlier that there was a guy running loose, so... Middle Tennessee is missing really close on a couple of big plays right now, but, hey, a lot of it's because of the pressure up front from James Madison. Here comes some pressure and no flag. Looked like somebody might have got pulled down. Here's Cheese Surratt on the return to the 40. Makes a man miss 45. Cheese to the 50, and he stumbles across midfield. He's in the Middle Tennessee territory at the 49-yard line. Cheese has been great back there, and they really like just that he can catch the football, but he's got the ability to make you miss as well, and he's going to put the Dukes in great field position to try and take a two-score lead as we have 13.55 to play here in the second quarter. They're going to take a timeout, so we'll step aside as well. A minute and four seconds gone by here in the second quarter. It's James Madison 7 and Middle Tennessee nothing. The first FBS game 
here at Bridgeport Stadium. The Dukes have the lead right now, early second quarter. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Now, let's go back to the booth. Here's the voice of the Dukes, Dave Riggert. We continue from Bridge Fourth. A minute, four seconds gone by here in the second quarter. JMU leading Middle Tennessee by a score of seven to nothing. The Dukes offense right back on the football field. And if you're a JMU fan, sixth grader below, register to win the Top Dog Experience presented by Riddleberger Brothers Incorporated. Register for the VIP experience right now at jmusports.com slash top dog. Tell you one thing, the time of possession is very much in favor of James Madison just because of two three and outs and then only one first down for Middle Tennessee. But they're playing so fast and having incompletions hardly any time is coming off the clock. Their defense has been out there a ton so far here in this football game. Continuing to hold on to the football is going to be an important aspect of this game for the entire time. I mean, frankly, JMU has the ball. Middle Tennessee doesn't. It's hard for them to score when you don't have the ball. Right now it's 29 plays to 11. And time of possession is about 11.30 to 4 minutes. Yeah, usually looking at those ratios, if you didn't see the score, you just saw that, you'd feel pretty good about being James Madison right now. Oh, they have a chance to now go up two scores here early in the second quarter. Todd Centeno. Found Reggie Brown for a touchdown the last time out. It'll be the Dukes from the Middle Tennessee 49-yard line. Centeno fakes the snap. Going to send Thornton in motion around. Some orbit motion behind the backfield. Hand off to Latrell. Great cut to the 45. First down for Latrell to the 39-yard line. I'm going to mark him shy, actually, at the 40, but a 9-yard gain. And I'll tell you what, the interior of that offensive line's done a good job against this, the strength of Middle Tennessee, the defensive line. Great blocking up front. And trail the train right there. Just... <laughs> Showing a flash on what he's able to do. He's one of the bigger backs that we have, but uh, no doubt about it, he can, he can open it up and, and run pretty fast. Stays in the game. Zach Horton comes in motion. Here's another handoff to Latrell. Makes a man, miss, bounces outside, and will have a first down this time by a, about a yard. But a good job to make a man miss and get positive yardage, and he will pick up the first down, and they move the chains at the 38 now of Middle Tennessee. 13-20 to go before halftime. 7-0 JMU. Kalon Black into the football game now. So far, Santeo's ran for 38. Percy's ran for 28. Latrell's ran for 8. And we'll see if Kalon can get a run. He's going to be in the football game right now. Two receivers each way, including Horton, the tight end. Now in motion of the backfield is Kalon Black to the far side right. Empty backfield for Santeo. They show blitz from the outside. Not going to come. Santeo will step up, scramble to his left side. He fakes a pass, going to take off and run. Gets a block to the 30-yard line and is close to a first down. Good job by Horton to free him up a little bit. He gets to the 29-yard line. He's second and one after a nine-yard scramble by Todd Santeo. Great job by Zach not doing the blow-up block right Exactly right, right. just get in the way, right? Yep, just get in the way, throw your hands up, block out, uh, box out technique. Um, Just continue to get those positive yards. Don't set yourself back. It's called every single time right now in, in football. Oh. Pros, college, high school, every single time. Refs love throwing that flag for it. And off to Percy, big hole, first down. He lowers the shoulder, lowers the boom with a 25-yard line and picks up five yards. First and 10, James Madison nearing the red zone again. They are dictating right now to Middle Tennessee's defense what they're going to do. Yeah, number one does not know where he is right now on the football field. And that's who Percy just ran over. <laughs> that's Telbrick Ross. Injury timeout. And Ross, he's their only returning starter in the back seven for Middle Tennessee. Had 47 tackles a year ago, 74 for his careers, but he took a shot that time as Percy lowered the boom. And 
these backs are all running with some authority right now. They're showing some, some shiftiness at the line of scrimmage. And right now, James Madison has ran for 73 and thrown for 84. They have outgained Middle Tennessee 157 to 15 so far in the game. They lead 7 0. Need to cash in right here and make this a two score game. Football at the 24 yard line, first and 10 for James Madison. So they bring him out of the game. They'll bring in Diedrich Stanley, a sophomore from Miami. Made 11 tackles a year ago. Backup safety now for the Blue Raiders. Horton comes in motion to the near side. Going to fake it. Screen pass caught by Thornton. He's got blockers in front of him to the 20 and to the 17-yard line. Good blocks. And Horton, oh, he had a great block, and then he did it after Thornton was out of bounds. He pancaked the linebacker, Raekwon Hartley, but it was out of bounds after the play, and it's just something you can't do. You've got to hold up a tremendous block, but you've got to stop at the whistle. An amazing job of and just imposing your will right there, but again, just another young guy. Great block, haven't <laughs> had a lot of momentum driving that guy out, but you got to know when to yep. kind of let that guy go, let it just know when the play is over. He literally ran them into Dead the Dead ball, personal foul, late hit out of bounds. Number 44 on the defense. It's a 15-yard penalty. Number 44 on the offense, excuse me. 15-yard penalty, second down. I, I will say, even though you never want those penalties, that's one of those penalties. He's going 1,000 miles per hour, and yep. it's, it's one of those physical physical penalties. I mean, obviously you don't want that. You don't want to set your offense back, but and I'm not going to say if you ever want a penalty, have it be that. But Yep, but you love the aggressiveness. Love it. Uh, unfortunately, it was going to be second and two. Now it's second and 17. That could really hurt this drive. <laughs> Let's see if they can overcome that. Coach Signetti's on, and they're talking right now because the scoreboard had, had first down. Now they've changed it to second down, but it, it was a dead ball out of bounds. Coach Signetti's trying to get it first down, I think, still, but I, it'll be second and 17 because it was after the play. So they get the eight rushing yards, or the, the pass, excuse me, to Thornton. But they move back 15, so now it'll be second down 17 for JMU. Three minutes gone by here in the second quarter, leading 7 nothing. They show blitz from the outside, but don't come. Centeo wants to set up a screen, and he's going to throw it away. Wayne Knight was there, but because of the pressure that time by Jordan Ferguson, who had nine sacks a year ago. He was an eligible receiver in the area. Third down. Who had nine sacks a year ago. He forced the throw a little bit quicker than what he wanted to and really couldn't see Wayne. He overthrew him. So now instead of a third and short, potentially it's third down along. Third and 17. In a situation like this, obviously you want a first down, but you want to get positive yards, don't you, to try and set up an easier field goal if needed? Yeah, Dave, it makes it kind of hard. <laughs> when, you, when you have a third and long, it makes the, makes the playbook a little smaller. So just being able to get back as much as you can. Here comes the blitz, and Centeno's going to go down for the first time. Yeah. They brought everybody that time. They brought seven, and Centeno will go down and probably knock them out of field goal range. So that was going to be... A second and two from the 16-yard line, but because of the personal foul out of bounds on Zach Horton and moves it back, and now the sack moves him out of field goal range, and they will try and pin him deep as JMU gets into the red zone for the third time, but they only have one score to show for it. So Sam Clark will punt. Clark in his time at Sacramento State. Last year had 44 punts. 21 of them were inside the 20-yard line. Let's see if we can get inside the 10 right here. Low snap by Kyle. 
Here is a punt that's going to hit inside the five, and that won't even hit inside the five. Not a good punt by Sam Clark. It's only going to be a net of 18 yards. You wonder if maybe he hurried that because of the low snap from Kyle Davis. But nonetheless, it does go into the end zone, and Middle Tennessee will have the football. They're hanging in the game. They have not played well, but they're hanging in the game. The defense has made enough plays for Middle Tennessee. They're down just 7-0. Timeout on the field, 11-02 to play here in the second quarter. It's JMU 7, Middle Tennessee nothing as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. CarMax is proud to be the season presenting sponsor of JMU Football. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We have 11.02 to play in the second quarter. James Madison with a 7-0 lead. But, man, Alex, it could be much more than that right now. Just the self-harm that the offense has done to themselves so far with the penalties, the uh, lack of execution just in the red zone. Uh, we could be looking at a 28 to nothing ball game right now. Defense is keeping us in it, uh, playing great so far. Um, so on the offensive side, just looking to clean some things up because we're doing a great job on moving the ball down the field, staying ahead of the chains. Um, just need to kind of put piece it together um, and just finish the drives uh, in the end zone. That is former James Madison wide receiver and holder Alex Miller. I am Dave Rigger. Thanks for joining us for JMU football to kick off the 2022 season. The Dukes in the FBS. First FBS game in Bridgeforth Stadium history and many more to come. Middle Tennessee and Chase Cunningham. I was wondering if they'd make a change or not. Again, Nick Battiato, their backup, did lead them to a bowl victory a year ago, but it is Cunningham, the redshirt senior. He's got Frank Peasant to his right, the Running back, here comes a blitz up the middle. He's going to get hit, go down. James Madison gets their first sack of the season. Abby Nubaku, Okonji, back at the 14-yard line, a loss of six in the play. Great play by Abby, and he's had a great camp. He and Mikhail, Jalen, man, and Isaac, those guys have had a tremendous camp. Second down and 16 yards to go. Empty backfield for Cunningham. Gets pressure again. It's going to be complete to the receiver, but a great job by Jordan Swan to follow him around the block, trip him up, and this time it's going to be just a gain of one yard on the play. The reception that time was made by Markwell Tinsley, a wide receiver from Montgomery, Alabama. Great job on the outside right there. The Blue Raiders had a double screen going on on both sides of the football field. Being able to stay home and make a play was huge for this defense. Third down, 14. Football at their own 16-yard line. This could be the third Three and out in the four possessions for Middle Tennessee. Let's see if they can convert on third down so far today. 0 for 3. Cunningham, long count. Here comes the blitz again. Going to step up, has time. Going to scramble, get hit, and he's going to be sacked again. Back at the 12-yard line. It is Abby Nwabaku, Akonji, 2 on that possession. And it's a three and out. Coverage sack right there, Dave. Great. Great coverage on the back end by the DBs, covering their guys up, giving no opportunities for Cunningham to get the ball off, and Abby making a great play right there. How about two sacks on one series last year? Abby had five tackles for loss. He had two and a half sacks all of last year, four and a half for his career. He's got two and three plays. The third three and out in four possessions from Middle Tennessee, going to punt from their own 12-yard line. Kyle Ulbrich in his career has averaged 43.3. Jumping was a couple of Dukes couldn't get there. Chief Surratt will call for a fair catch and make it at the 48 in his own territory. So James Madison, tremendous field position again at the 48-yard line. 9.06 to go before halftime. 7-0 at JMU. They have outgained Middle Tennessee 
182 to 8 now in this football game. But it's only a 7-0 lead. Let's see if Centeo in the offense can get going again. Centeo has thrown for 84 and ran for 47 so far here in the contest. Going to send Reggie Brown and Chris Thornton to the far side right with a two tight end formation. On the line is Drew Painter on the near side left. In motion now is Zach Courtney. He's a wing on the right side. Going to run the football with Percy. A cutback run to the 50-yard line. Plows forward again to the 47-4 progress right there. A gain of five. Just running tough as Percy J. Obisay. Now nine carries and 38 yards. Great having him back. Uh, definitely missed him last fall. Uh, love, love the production that he's been able to um, put forward so far in this game. So for now for the fifth consecutive possession into Blue Raider territory. All five possessions here this season have gone into the opposition's territory, but only seven points so far. Centeo will send Horton in motion. Another run to Percy. He's got a big hole. He's got a first down, and Horton's going to help him move the pile this time inside the 40-yard line up that left hash mark to the 39-yard line, and they pick up another first down. James Madison, again, they've been able to run the football between the 20s really well, and then there's been a negative player penalty that have backed them up. They'll, go with, they'll stay with their 12 personnel with a running back and two tight ends. Thornton now comes to the near side left. Horton comes in motion again, a wing on the left side. The back is Kalon Black. Here's his first carry. Tries to bounce it. Does to the 40. Gets caught from behind to the 38-yard line for a gain of one. Good defensive play that time by the defensive end for Middle Tennessee. Able to grab him. That's Jordan Branch. Second and nine for JMU in Middle Tennessee's territory at the 38. We have 7.52 to go before halftime. 7-0 JMU. They look to the sideline. Now going to bring in. They go from 12 personnel to 10 personnel, which means a running back and no tight end. So four receivers, Ravenel and Terrence Green check in. They're split to the near side left for Todd Centeo. Fakes the clap on second and nine, going to fake a pass, a double move. Todd steps up, scrambles, gets hit, now escapes. He makes a man miss the 30 and dives near the sticks at the 29-yard line. Coach Signetti said it in pregame. You don't realize how big and strong Todd is until you're next to him. Six feet by about 221, he scrambles for the first down. Absolutely love Todd's energy right now, being able to take this football team down the field. Um, just need him to keep pushing those guys further, get, getting in that end zone, finish the drives. I mean, frankly, it doesn't need to be close. It doesn't need to be a close football <laughs> game. So just finish these drives off and uh, just take them out of the game. First and 10 now from the Blue Raiders, 29-yard line. Seven to play, first half, 7-0 JMU. Centeo gets a snap at his knees this time, fake handoff. He wants to set up, throws the corner route to the near sideline. He's got a man out there, reaching out. It's Reggie Brown. He makes the grab at the goal line. Touchdown, JMU. Touchdown, Dukes. What a throw from 29 yards away from Todd Centeo. To Reggie Brown, their second connection, 13-0 James Madison. That throw from Todd right there was saying, my guy's better than yours. Connection, great catch by Reggie, grabbing it on his fingertips and coming down with it in that end zone. That was big time, Alex. That was a big time throw and catch. Big time throw, big time catch, great route by Reggie getting open, getting that little bit of separation on that DB. Um, and that spark that the offense needed to, to get this thing rolling, start Start getting them out of the game. Start getting the Red, uh, Blue Raiders out of the game. How about Reggie Brown? Two touchdowns for the first time in a game in his career. In his career, he had three 
coming into this game. He's got two here in the first half. It's 13-0 JMU, and Camden Wise on for the PAT. Cal Davis will snap it as always. Sam Clark, the punter this year, now will hold. Way better than the old one. <laughs> Who's with me in Debate. the booth. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> and the kick by Camden Wise is good. It is 14-0. James Madison in their FBS debut. 6.49 to go before halftime. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. CarMax presents how to get a real offer for your car in two minutes or less. Step number one. Answer a few simple questions at CarMax.com. Step number two. That's it. Now you've got a real offer for your car that's good for seven days with plenty of time to shop it around and think it over. And at CarMax, we'll buy your car even if you don't buy ours. CarMax. Real offers. Real fast. Thinking about continuing your education or developing new skills to advance your career? JMU School of Professional and Continuing Education has the right program for you. We offer a variety of programs, including professional development courses, summer camps, graduate certificates, and degree completion programs. For senior learners, we have enriching programs, social activities, and online courses just for you. Our programs are ages 5 to forever because everyone can be a Duke. For more information, visit jmu.edu pce. This is JMU long snapper Kyle Davis, and you're listening to James Madison Football on the JMU Radio Network. I'm not sure another radio network where the long snapper is going to bring us back from break, but here at James Madison, we love our long snappers. Kyle Davis brings us back from break. It's 14-0 JMU, 6.49 to play here in the second quarter with Alex Miller. I am Dave Riggerts, Nick Pearl in the studio for us. JMU takes a 14-0 lead. That's a big score right now because they had dominated the football game, but it was just 7-0 right now. Two scores, you, you feel a little bit better. Obviously, one play could change the whole game again, but a great start for this football team. They've looked sharp, just haven't finished and, and done all that, but they've looked pretty sharp on both sides of the football. Definitely. The ability to finish drives is what's going to separate your football team from your opponent, give you that that upper edge, and frankly, being able to just blow them out of the water. Um, and, I mean, we've seen it so far. This game could be completely different on the scoreboard with – 28 maybe plus points for JMU right now. Defense playing fantastic. Um, and it was amazing to see right there by the connection with Todd and Reggie just finishing off that drive. And I just want to see more of that as we continue to go throughout this game uh, and really just make it not even a contest. Bo Jangles is the official tailgate partner of JMU Athletics. Don't forget to pick up your big bow box and cheer on the Dukes. It's bow time. 6.49 to play here in the second quarter. James Madison now 14 to nothing. And again, this is a Middle Tennessee team that was 7-6 a year ago, won the Bahamas Bowl. Rick Stock still the 17th year head coach. He's done a great job with this program. It's a team that's been very successful over the years. They've had a couple of down years, but they made it to four consecutive bowl games from 15 through 18. Back last year in the bowl and got a victory. He's got over 100 career wins. At MTSU. Connor Madden will kick off again. His only kickoff so far was a touchback. 6.49 to play before halftime. Back deep. Telbrook Ross is back. He's the safety that was injured earlier, but he's back deep. Here's the kick by Madden. Really good one. See ya. That's out of the back of the end zone, and that'll be a touchback. So Connor Madden does his job. Again, we mentioned it earlier, but great to have that weapon back. They'll make Middle Tennessee begin 
at their own 25-yard line. What do you see, What have you seen that, that's been impressive from the defense so far? Defensive line has just been getting after it um, from the first snap of this football game. Really done a great job on, even when we're only bringing four, um, giving that pressure to Cunningham. So we're taking off the pressure on that backside and letting the DBs kind of kind of work on their own islands out there um, and not kind of putting it on their shoulders. But defense is flying around right now and, and flying to that football. Jalen Lane, their top receiver, has not even had a target yet in this football game. He's the slot receiver left side. Looking that way, Cunningham is going to throw a quick pass. It's going to be caught by Yusuf Ali. Big hit by Swan. He gets knocked out of bounds. We'll see where they give him forward progress to. Actually, that's a great spot if they're going to put it at the 31-yard line. Now, thank you. They put it back to the 29, and now the other official may overturn it. Now they're going to put the 29. That's probably about right where the spot was. But Yusuf Ali makes the catch. Second and six now with six and a half to go. Here's a fake handoff. Cunningham keeps and nowhere to go. Great job of staying home. Jalen Green was over there, the defensive end for the Dukes. He was impressive in the spring, and again, he's had a great offseason, great camp. Loss of one, third and seven now for Middle Tennessee. Great play by Jaden. Jalen right there reading that QB uh, poll, uh, just staying home and doing his job. They try for their fourth three and out in five possessions. Cunningham under pressure, throws it near sideline, nearly intercepted. His receiver fell down, and great coverage by the true freshman Brent Austin from San Bernardino, California. Another three and out for Middle Tennessee. They've done that now on four of their first five possessions. This defense has been phenomenal to start 2022. Brent's nickname on the football team is Paco. Uh, I still haven't heard the story on how he got that one, but as far as I'm concerned, I call him Paco in the locker room. So, well, uh, great coverage from Paco. Absolutely. So far. <laughs> on to punt now is Kyle Ulbrich. I mentioned earlier he's the career leader at Middle Tennessee and average at 43.4 last year, a career best 44.4. High snap, and not a great punt. He shanks it out of bounds. This will be tremendous field position. This should be around midfield, if not in the Middle Tennessee Territory. We'll see where the official ends up stopping. He's going to the 45. So Jamie will have it in their own territory at the 45. But again, the, with the way the defense has played, the offense has had tremendous field position so far in this contest. They have outgained Middle Tennessee 206-7. to and lead 14-0 with 5.46 to play before halftime. Boy, a score here, and, and Middle Tennessee's got to start to think, man, uh, <laughs> we've got to change something quick. Two receivers each way for Todd Centeno. Latrell Palmer is the back for JMU. Now Drew Painter comes in motion. He's going to come to the near side as a wing. Centeno going to give the football to Latrell, trying to find a hole, nowhere to go. Gets eaten up that time. Good defensive play. By Middle Tennessee linebacker Christian Dixon. And that'll be a loss in the play of about two yards. So Wayne Knight will check in. He's kind of the third down back, the receiving back with Solomon Van Horse. And the Dukes are without a couple of key weapons right now. Solomon Van Horse's nursing injury and also Noah Turner, who we would see a ton at the tight end spot. That's why Zach Horton is playing as much as he is right now. So second down, they'll call it 11. Santeo going to throw it. He wants Wayne Knight in the good blocking on the outside. But a Penalty is going to be thrown, I believe. He's into Middle Tennessee territory, has a first down, I but I think it's coming back. I think that's rough in the passer. Maybe not. This could stand at the 42-yard line. Yeah, he he ended up kind of forklifting Todd at the end of that. Personal foul, roughing the passer, number 97. 
15 yards tacked on to the end of the run, first down. So with the catch by Wayne Knight, his first career catch, a great job after the catch, and blocking by the receivers, Thornton and Brown on the near sideline did a heck of a job, and all of a sudden, that opened up Wayne to get a first down to the 42-yard line, he tack on 15, all of a sudden, the Dukes are at the 27 now. Every single week at practice, the receivers are working on blocking, being able to support their brothers on the outside, and so far, the, the boys have been great at bat. Before halftime, JMU inside the 30 again of Middle Tennessee. Percy and Jay Obese back in the football game. Low snap. Percy gets the handoff. Big hold over to the 25, and he gets knocked off his feet at the 22-yard line. But he's getting into that second level almost immediately. The guys up front doing a great job with that defensive line. That's a strength for Middle Tennessee. Yeah, the big boys up front doing a great job pushing the uh, Blue Raiders back. And after that play right there, you could see some frustration from those Blue Raiders. So you kind of impose your will a little bit more upset as the game keeps on. And who knows, we may see an extra 15 from them soon. Brown and Thornton split to the near side left. Todd Santeo has Percy to his left. They're going to run the football again. Percy, good cut. He's got a first down inside the 20 to the 15-yard line, just following blockers, including Zach Corden, who's had a heck of a football game so far. He followed Tyler Stevens, who's moved in to left guard. They've got the football to 15. Want to go tempo now. At the 15-yard line, Santeo, a quick pass near sideline for Thornton. Bounces to the outside. Thornton, another, or Horton, another great block to free Thornton to the 11-yard line. Pick up four with a quick pass down the line of scrimmage. And now it looks like a Blue Raider is injured. Maybe a cramp on the near sideline. The corner, Jalen Jackson. Injury timeout. 40 seconds on the play clock. Todd Santeo. And I, I like the changeup right there. You've got him on the hook. You're going, you're getting inside the 20. The plays are absurd right now to what Middle Tennessee, that defense has been out there a ton. Go with that tempo on the, when you get in the red zone, try and change things up. Looks yeah. like it is a cramp right now. They're stretching them out. Yeah, being able to change up that tempo, confuse the defense, get them, get them out of sorts, get them out of place, uh, gives you that advantage, as we saw right there, and great blocking by Zach. Uh, obviously, you never hope for, a, for an injury um, on both sides of the ball, but as far as I'm concerned right now, those, those guys up front and outside, we've been able to block them and sustain them and push them back. So One, just, one thing is... I know Coach Signia was a little frustrated that his team really couldn't go very physical during camp because of lack of depth and injuries and COVID and all of that. So he was a little concerned about tackling, blocking for the first time. It's been outstanding so far on both sides of the football. Always a huge question mark when you haven't gotten a lot of those live reps uh, that you typically get in camp with scrimmages and just uh, certain periods during practice. Uh, but just keeping the guys safe during August and getting them here was the most important thing, and, that, and that's always just keeping guys safe, keeping them, uh, keep your best players on the field at, at all times or as much as you can is what's going to give you the best chance to win. They added another yard of the throw to Chris, so he picks up five on the play. So Chris Thornton with another reception, and the Dukes will have the football at the 10-yard line, second and five for Thornton. That's his sixth catch already for 59 yards. Wow, it's, it's just been all JMU. 235 to 10 now in total yards. From the 10-yard line of Middle Tennessee, second down five. Centeo, chest side snap, handoff. Nope, he's going to follow Percy, and he's going to get tripped up, but stay on his feet, good balance down to the seven-yard line. And one thing he does, and, and you can tell by the call, it, it looks he does a great job of deception on if he's going to give it or keep it. 
and to, to make it even more confusing for the defense. So a gain of three brings up third and two. How about this stat on third down? The Dukes are six out of nine. Terrence Green will check into the game for Zach Horton, who's really played well here in the first, first half. 324 to go. Third down will tell you a lot about your team that you have. Um, if you're able to convert third downs a lot, that makes you feel good about your football team. Percy stays in the game. Thornton comes in motion across the formation of the far side right. Low snap to Todd. He's going to throw the football wide open. Chris Thornton at the two-yard line, and he walks across the goal line. Touchdown, James Madison. Todd Centeno's third of the first half. Great play call left Thornton wide open in the flat. And James Madison takes a 20 to nothing lead with 3.05 to go before halftime. Saw a lot of times last, last fall with eight in that end zone, so it's always a great sight to see. Uh, great play call by Coach Shanahan. Um, just getting the guys open, getting them in the best position. And, and I mean, and how about third and two and throwing the football, having confidence in this offense to be able to run or pass and keep them off balance. The kick by Camden is up, and Wise knocks it through. It is 21 to nothing. Back-to-back drives that end in seven, and James Madison has a three-score lead in their FBS debut against a bowl team from a year ago, Middle Tennessee. 21 nothing, 3.05 to go here in the first half, and Todd Centeno, how about three passing touchdowns here in the opening half? We talk about this team maybe running the football and taking time off the clock. Nope. We're just slinging around. They're running the football well, too, but Centeno, a great debut so far. Utmost confidence in Todd right now. Uh, his ability to lead this offense has been flat out amazing. Uh, running the ball, throwing the ball, just facilitating everybody else. Uh, he's done a great job, and I think this is starting to excite a lot of James Madison University football fans right now. The young man from West Palm Beach, Florida, started his career at Temple. When he was at Temple, he threw for 613 yards. He played in 14 games at Temple. Excuse me, 24 games at Temple. Was a backup the first two years, then made a couple of starts, but never really was getting consistent time. Transferred to Colorado State, and he spent... The last two years there, the first was the COVID year, only played in three games. There's a shorter kickoff that's going to be returnable, but it's going to be a fair catch called for by Teldrick Ross at the three, so they'll take the football at the 25-yard line. So it's going to go as a touchback for Connor. He's three for three now. But Centeno at Colorado State last year completed 60% of his passes for 3,000 yards, 15 TDs, 10 picks for a team that wasn't very good. I mean, those are good numbers for, for a good team, but they weren't good last year, and he only threw 10 picks. That's one thing. He has not put himself in harm's way at all with any of his throws. Great decision. Uh, great decision-making ability uh, that we've seen from Todd thus far. So uh, that's what you need out of a quarterback in order to, to be successful as an offense. Well, on five possessions, Middle Tennessee has four three and outs. The Dukes defense has been phenomenal so far. Cunningham, an empty back. They're going to throw it quickly. It's going to be caught by Gathings, who is, again, kind of a hybrid tight end receiver, big at six. 4-2-26, he makes the catch down the seam at the hash mark of the 32, and they gain seven on first down. That's his second catch in the football game, Gardner-Webb transfer from Statesville, North Carolina. Cunningham going to throw the football again, same, same exact play. You're going to connect for a first down. He's able to fight his way to the 39-yard line down the seam, and they're going to go quickly with 2.40 left here in the half. They need something good to happen. Down 21-0 here before the break, and they get the ball to start the second half. Three-step drop, quick out, good play by Cheese Surratt right there. Boy, 
Matt a second earlier, and he may be going the other way for six, but a great play. It's just a two-yard gain to the 41, but Gathings will make the catch again. They're trying to go quickly and get the ball out because they cannot block the front four. From the 41 in their own territory, 216 to play in the first half. Cunningham out, and it's going to be nearly picked off. Isaac Ukwu, a great adjustment by Bryant Haynes, the defensive coordinator, dropping Isaac to where they've been throwing it and almost went right through him, and it was incomplete intended for Gathings here on the near sideline, and now a third and long. Blue Raiders really trying to test that defense right now. Three, four passes in a row just on that right side, so be ready to look on that left. Just be ready to kind of balance the scales a little bit. 2-12 left here in the first half. Cunningham, a three-step drop. Here comes the pressure. Scrambles to his left side. Isaac chases him down from behind, jumps on his back, and gets the sack. At the 36-yard line, a loss of five, and the Dukes defense does it again. The fifth three and out in six first-half possessions, a minute 52, and the clock rolling here in the first half, but great pursuit by Isaac Ukwu. Absolutely love that. It doesn't matter who is having success on that defensive line. After Isaac got that sack, we had about four guys come off the sideline ready to celebrate with him. Uh, I think that just kind of well, highlights oh. the culture of the team. Just everybody getting each other's back, and it's real—it's a real brotherhood. A little surprised the coaching staff did not use a timeout to save some time here. A minute 23 to go. Here's Oldrick with the punt. He punts it to Cheese Surratt. He's going to be able to return this from the 26-yard line to the 30. Bounces outside. He's going to go to the 40-yard line. Great block to the 45 out of bounds right there. Great block on the far sideline to spring him near midfield. Yeah, Jordan Swan with a great block in front of Cheese, giving him room to work and setting up the offense with great field position. So even though they didn't take the timeout, a great return now has them at midfield again with 1-11. Plenty of time with two timeouts. Plenty of time, and this is a situation that they practice every single week um, and just, I mean, had success uh, against our own defense and seeing how how good our defense has been playing. Gives, gives that uh, offense a little more confidence going into this situation. One eleven to play here before halftime. 21 nothing. Can JMU maybe throw the, the knockout punch right now here before half? And that's a huge stop for the defense because if Middle Tennessee could go get some points, they get the ball to start the second half and maybe could swing momentum. Not going to happen now. Centeno from his own 49-yard line. A minute 11 to play before halftime. 21 nothing. Dukes. Waist high snap. Todd looks to the right side. Comeback route. Great! precision on the comeback route to Reggie Brown at the 40-yard line, and they will go. They move the chains. Reggie's having a great first half with two touchdowns, but a great timing route with a comeback to the 40-yard line. They pick up 11. The clock's rolling. 102 to go. They get up quickly. The snap to Centeno looking to the right side again. Quick out. Rav makes the catch, slides down, but they did mark him out. If he went down before he got out of bounds, they could keep the clock rolling. They did mark him out, a gain of six to the 34-yard line and perfectly executed plays on the first two to get this drive going. Great throws back-to-back by Todd and the receivers coming down with it, getting down fast in Reggie's case and getting out of bounds by Rav. Football at the 34-yard line of Middle Tennessee. Second down four, 56 seconds left in the first half, and now movement. Why got the play? Dead ball foul, false start. Offense, number eight, five-yard penalty, remains second down. KT never makes a mistake, <laughs> but it happens to everybody. He's human. Second down, nine now on the five-yard penalty. It's been a pretty clean game, actually, for a first game. It's been pretty clean. You can see some first games where it's been around college football yesterday, today, and Thursday. There have been a lot of 
A lot of flags thrown. The second down and nine now. Football at the 39 of Middle Tennessee. Three receivers to the near side left for Centeno. Fakes the clap. Now gets the waist-high snap. Looks to the left side. Scrambles away. Going to hit by Ferguson. And there is a flag that comes out, but I think it's going to be a hold. Jordan Ferguson with the sack. And that will be back to the 48-yard line. It's still in Middle Tennessee territory. But Ferguson, as advertised, nine sacks a year ago. He's a leader of that defense. Holding. Offense number 66. The penalty is declined. Third down. That's Cole Potts. They'll decline it because they get the sack. So, th- oh, go no, ahead. go ahead. You're good. Uh, I was just going to say, at this point with this situation, uh, this much time left on the clock, I wouldn't be surprised with just a run play, just get the clock rolling, just get into the half with the lead um, and kind of chop away and just minimize the kind of backwards ball that we're playing right now. You don't want to make a mistake here to give Middle Tennessee any momentum. At the very worst, punt the football deep and make him go 90 yards. The clock is rolling, so they can take their time. It's down to 38 seconds. They will run the football, so good call. Latrell may bounce this out to the 40. He's going to bounce around. He ping-pong balls his way down to the 34-yard line, and it'd be about a 51-52 yarder. I doubt they try it, but they could try something here, and maybe it's fourth and five. Run it down and maybe just try it. Coach Zignetti's going to call a timeout. You know, the way your defense is playing, you're – Timeout, JMU. That's their second. It'll be a 30-second timeout. You probably have confidence in whatever you do, your defense is going to be okay as long as you don't turn it over. But uh, let's see if they they keep them out Set the game clock to 22 seconds, please. 22 on the game clock. So fourth down five. Coach Miller, what do you do? I don't know if I would have called the timeout with 22 seconds left. If if we're kind of discussing us running a play, I may be letting it roll down to about six. So... Only one play could be ran. Because um, if you don't get it, then they, they have, what, 17, 18 seconds left. If you would have ran a play with six or seven, if you get a quick first down, then you can call timeout and maybe get a field goal. But I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm intrigued on if we're going to kind of take that shot to the end zone or even just, I mean, we only have five yards that we need to get for this first yeah, down. Yeah, I'm guessing probably get the first down. There's still one timeout left for the Dukes. On fourth down today, they're 0 for 1. But 7 for 10 on third downs. Going to fake the snap count. Maybe make him, try to make him jump off sides. And, and honestly, they, they may take a delay of game here and punt the football. They're going to let this run down. So Coach Signetti's, he's gonna, I think he's going to punt the football. He just doesn't want to make a mistake. He's going to let the play clock run down, and they will not. So that's, again, trying to play that game. So they'll take the delay of game and punt the football, and Again, you can't argue with that. You don't want to make a mistake right here. All of a sudden, the Blue Raiders have some momentum. Yeah, don't don't give them any sort of momentum or even hope uh, right. going into that halftime. With if you can kind of take the ball out of their Play hands. Play game, offense, penalty is declined. It's fourth down. Take the ball out of their hands as much as you can, and don't again just give them any hope. Kind of get them out of the game. I mean, they're not gonna get any energy from the, the 20 people that are on their side of the stand. So if yeah. you, can, you can kill the mojo on their sideline, then you feel very good going in that. Great half punt by Clark. It's going to be caught by Thornton at about the four or five-yard line, and they will pin them deep, and no chance for Middle Tennessee now, I doubt. They'll be at the five-yard line. Good job by Clark that time. Is it? That's, that's He's really good at that. They've 
Practice that a lot, and, and I mentioned the numbers last year at Sacramento State. He miskicked the first one, but this one is a really good kick, and they'll put him at the five-yard line. And Again, Coach Signetti is conservative, but with a 21 lead, you can be. So Middle Tennessee wouldn't be surprised if they just kneel this thing down because they don't want a sack or a fumble or an interception that could all of a sudden blow this game wide open. Yeah, it goes both ways. They don't want to give JMU any more motivation, uh, just momentum that we already have so far. So run play, get down, end the play with the football, and get out of the half. So Peasant will run the football. He'll get two, three, stays on his feet. He'll get to the eight-yard line, and that should be the last play of our opening half. Middle Tennessee, with that run, looks like they're going to end the half with 20 yards of offense. 20. That's it. James Madison, in their first FBS game, has a 21 to nothing lead at halftime here at Bridge Fourth Stadium as JMU has been impressive so far. Every one of their drives, all seven, got into Middle Tennessee territory. And of the six drives that Middle Tennessee had, four of them went three and out. At halftime, 21-0, James Madison. Coming up next, we'll go back to the studio. Nick Pearl will take a look around the Sun Belt. He'll have some highlights for you. as He'll recap the first half, but he'll look around the Sun Belt, look around the top 25 of the FBS. We'll get a halftime interview with our sponsor today, United Bank, and then we'll come back, look at the numbers, and get us up for the second half of play as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. What are some keys here in the second half? Again, this game is far from over. Again, one big play. They get the football to start the second half. They go down and score. It's a two-score game, and there's lots of football left. What are some keys here in the second half? As we saw in the first half, uh, just the continued dominance on the line of scrimmage. Uh, the offensive line, tight ends, running backs have done an amazing job blocking um, each and every time we've a run has been called. Uh, so I want to keep that going and just keeping the attack. Don't settle to that slower tempo, being uh, just letting, letting the game kind of be played, but still attack and kind of step on the Blue, uh, the Blue Raiders' toes and keep just, just finish them off, just finish, it, finish the game strong. Well, and there were a couple games last year where games were probably closer than they should have been because of maybe some complacency in that second half and just kind of taking it for granted. The other team... <laughs> they want to come here and, and spoil the party, but right now we'll see what the Dukes can do. This this is a pretty big series to start the second half. If Middle Tennessee, they could get themselves right back in the game with a with a good drive here. Dukes will move right to left as we view it here in this third quarter of play. Connor Madden, a good kickoff, and the fair catch called for about a yard into the end zone by Telford, and that will put the football at the 25-yard line. Begin at the 25 every single time so far. James Madison's defense is out there. And they allowed only two first downs. They had four three and outs in the six possessions that Middle Tennessee had. And they had a total of 24 yards in the first 30 minutes of play. Any changes on defense? I'm getting, I'm guessing not, right? You just want to keep doing what you're doing? 100%. Uh, keep telling that D-line to disrupt each and every play. Make Cunningham uh, get out of the pocket, feel uncomfortable, and tell those DBs to keep those uh, receivers on, on lockdown and Here's keep bringing the hit. Play action pass. Good job by Sam Kidd. He got some pressure and then hanging out with Chris Chukwuneke for a short gain as they got into the flat onto this near side. It's a gain of, they'll give him two, it looks like, to the 27-yard line, but the catch by Isaiah Gathings, he has now four in there, make it five now in the game. Second down nine. They give him just one yard on the play. They're going to get play with that tempo. Here's a handoff to Peasant, and no, it's going to be a fake, and now a slant going to be complete to 
Yusuf Ali at the 31-yard line. Good fake that time in front of Chekwaneke. He makes the catch. But now another third down, third and four. They're moving quickly and going fast, but they've given the ball right back to James Madison here in the first half. Third and four. 0 for 6 now are the Blue Raiders on third down. Cunningham, two-step drop, looks left sideline. Comeback route. Swan, good coverage on the play, and it's thrown too high for Bud Tolbert, junior college transfer that does not have a catch in the football game, and they go three and out again. Jordan Swan's had a great camp, and he's turning the leader in that secondary at the corner spot. Yeah, fantastic job by Jordan right there, getting his eyes back to the ball. So no question that there was any sort of interference um, or such like that. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's stepped up, really put some young guys under his arm, under his wing, and um, has helped develop that uh, DB room a little more. So another three and out. They have the ball for 51 seconds. That's it. They will punt. It's a fourth and four. Better be careful not to jump off sides and give them an automatic first down. They do not. A little bit of a hold there, it looked like. Here's a punt to Cheese Surratt. He's going to dive to make the catch and save yards. That's a great play because he doesn't get there. It's going to take probably a pretty big hop because it was a low-line drive kick, and he dives to make the catch at about the 35-yard line. So a good job by Cheese. He's been very, very steady and had a couple of good returns as the punt returner for James Madison. And they're going to send us to a timeout here to start the fourth quarter, or the third quarter. We're almost a minute in, 58 seconds in, 14.02 to go in. The third quarter, it's James Madison 21, Middle Tennessee nothing, and the Dukes have the football when we return. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. You're listening to Dukes Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. 14.02 to go here in the third quarter. James Madison leading Middle Tennessee in their FBS debut 21 to nothing with Alex Miller. I am Dave Rigert, Nick Pearl in the studio for us tonight as James Madison kicks off the 2022 campaign. And Mikado's in Harrisonburg is a proud official watch party location for JMU football every Saturday this fall. Enjoy a special game day menu and great deals on food and drinks. Mikado's in Harrisonburg, an official watch party location for JMU football. The Dukes will have the ball at their own 35-yard line, moving right to left here in the third quarter of play. Todd Centeno in the first half again, 15 of 22, 169 yards, three touchdowns, and really had a couple balls that he that he missed on that he learned from and made better throws, but he's still completing 68% of his passes so far here in the football game. Todd's done a great job on in all aspects of offense throw far other than those couple of throws, but I would just link those to just butterflies, jitters, yeah. playing in a new place. Hyped up a little bit. Um, yeah, just juiced up, ready to go. Uh, but since then, has really calmed down, really led this offense um, in a great way thus far, and I, I see that being able to be continued in this half. Offensive line has done a great job. A couple of sacks for Middle Tennessee, but not the end of the world. They've ran the ball well. They've protected for the most part. Centeno helps them out by being able to scramble away from some stuff. First and 10 from the 35-yard line. Zach Horton comes in motion. It's going to be a play-action pass. Set up a screen to Chris on the near sideline. Great blocking to the 40-yard line. Stays in bounds and knocked out of the 45. And they're going to call a flag. Is it going to be on Horton again? Boy, it looked like a tremendous block by Zach. Tino Sinceri's right there. Grant Kane is going, has his palms in the sky. Like, what are you talking about? Boy, I'm loving That's, that play, though, to, to Thornton with Horton blocking on the outside for Chris. And also, I think it was Reggie was out there as well. Yeah, just that good numbers game on the outside. Uh, see that we had a three-on-two right there. Uh, Todd making a smart decision, getting it out to Chris. Dangerous hands. Um, if this penalty's coming back, I'd... You, you didn't agree with it, did you? No. 
I did not. I had to remove my headset for a second. <laughs> and now they're calling a face mask. Yeah. Oh, they're going to review it. We yeah. didn't have the, the ref mic up to see exactly what it was. Did they? Did he say targeting? Is that possibly what it could have been? Because there was some helmet-to-helmet on the replay that we saw. But he just goes down to try and get in the way and make sure. And I think that's what they're calling. They're calling targeting on Horton on the block. There is some helmet-to-helmet as we look at the replay. But his helmet is kind of a sideways. It's not going at the defender in this case. Yeah, looking at it. Seems like he was leading with that left shoulder uh-huh. going into that guy, and then the defender, if that, put his helmet down into, into Zach's helmet. But. So, yeah, it is a targeting call on Horton. It wasn't a block. Coach Kane talking a, with him right now. but Yeah, I thought that was a smart decision by Zach not trying to blow him up, do the crackback like we've talked about earlier this game. You know, but. one guy, he and Kelly Mitchell, those two guys got a ton of reps in the spring. Here's the call. After the review, there's no foul for targeting. The result of the play is a first down. That's great. I'm glad we have review. Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't always work, but. <laughs> yeah. And at that time, I'm glad everybody else has, was shaking their head and we well, reviewed I'll, I'll it. Well, I'll tell but. you, to go back to my point, he and Kelly Mitchell had a ton of reps in the spring. It's paying off. He's had a great football game so far. Yeah, the he, way that. He's blocking the, well. He's just, man. Yeah, Zach is, has stepped up. That's one of those guys with. Younger guy, not a lot of reps in the past, but he's stepped up so far. It's a 10-yard gain, first and 10 for the Dukes. Here's a fake handoff, rolling to the right side, Santeo. He slings it right side for Thornton at the 35 in the middle Tennessee territory and knocked out of bounds. Play action pass. I love these calls here early in the half. Don't settle just running the football back-to-back pass plays to Thornton. This one goes for 20, and they move the chains again back into middle Tennessee territory. At the 35-yard line, they... Go from 35 to 35 in two plays. Every possession, now eight, have all been in to Blue Raiders territory. Here's Santeo, fakes the clap. Fake handoff again. He wants to take a shot, steps up in the pocket. He throws it deep for Thornton. He comes back to the football, makes the catch in the back of the end zone. Touchdown, KT. Touchdown, James Madison. A strike from Todd Santeo, his fourth touchdown throw. 27-0, James Madison. I said earlier when Todd made that throw to Reggie, is my guy is better than yours. In this instance, my one guy is better than two of yours. Fantastic play by Chris. Such a dot by Todd. Fantastic throw. Threw it to where only Chris could catch it. And as you see, if you're watching the TV broadcast too, Chris gave him a little on the, over the head right there. And I'll, I'm going to tell you what, we talked earlier in the game that that was a big-time throw and catch. That was a big-time throw and catch. Huge. And he was on the run, too. He stepped up in the pocket. He wasn't, like, set normally. That's His ability to throw on the run is going to be very beneficial this season, don't you think? Uh, yeah, without, without a doubt. Watching that throw, that's one of those throws that you're not – you're not, if you're a gambling man, you're not gambling. A lot of quarterbacks can do that. And watching Todd do that with such ease, just being able to play the game and play it at a high level, not a lot of quarterbacks can do that. 13-16 to go on the drive after they force a three and out. Three plays, three catches by Chris Thornton, 65 yards, seven more points. 28 to nothing. JMU over Middle Tennessee. 
13-16 to go third quarter. Let's get a break as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is JMU cornerback Jordan Swan, and you're listening to James Madison football on the JMU Radio Network. All JMU so far tonight in their FBS debut, 13-16 to play in the third quarter. JMU 28, Middle Tennessee nothing as Todd Santeo has four touchdown passes. We were talking about Cole Johnson slinging around. How about Todd Santeo slinging around on his debut? But what a what a debut for Todd. Now both of his top receivers, Reggie Brown and Chris Thornton, have two touchdowns each. Chris Thornton, I was thinking there was no way he was going to get to 83 catches again after last year. Ten for a buck 29 and two touchdowns. Yeah, seeming like we're going to have a, a repeat of last season with Chris's success, and um, he's he's done great so far in this game, and I just hope for the best for him and just continue to, to be great. Connor Madden will kick it off again for JMU. 13-16 left here in the third quarter. 28-0 Dukes. Middle Tennessee, the Dukes have 28 points. Middle Tennessee has 26 plays and 30 yards. And the Dukes have 28 points. and should have more, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love the energy that the Dukes came out with in this second half. Um, not being complacent, putting the hammer down and um, just continue it, finish it off. A lot of time left in this third quarter even, so um, And now a, a change here on kickoff. Connor Madden is standing at the about the 44-yard line on the, on the sidelines, and Justin Ritter is mm-hmm. going to kick off. This is the first time in his career he's kicked off. Right now he's the backup punter. But he's never kicked off in his career. Camden Wise kicked off a year ago, but it'll be Justin Ritter who will kick off for the Dukes. And he hits it fairly well. Will they call the fair catch? They will. So it's been a touchback every single time as he calls the fair catch at the six-yard line. So good job by Justin. I don't know. Connor was nursing an injury, and it looks like he's talking to some medical personnel, the person that uh, Brian is over there, the trainer for the Dukes. So might have tweaked something, and instead of maybe trying to kick through it, You've got confidence in, in Ritter, and he gets the touchback as well. Yeah, hoping it's nothing too serious, but great job by Justin Ritter being able to kind of be be adaptable, <laughs> be on his feet, um, ready to be plugged in anywhere. I know he hasn't done a lot of kicking uh, since high school, but, I mean, great kick um, to be able to fill in for Connor Madden. At the 25 again, Chase Cunningham still the quarterback. He's 10 of 16, but only for 44 yards. Handoff to Pisa, and Mikhail Kamara was the first one there to knock him down but then Sam Kidd came flying from the secondary also right there was Jalen Walker looks like James Carpenter was in on the tackle as well but no game they have literally not been able to run the football tonight Pisa now five carries four yards they have negative 14 rushing yards in the football game and again a lot of that is because of sacks but still second and 10 12 48 to play here in the third quarter 28 nothing James Madison Cunningham out of the gun, three receivers to the near side or right. Hand off again to Peasant. He'll get a couple yards this time and try and bully his way for more. The pile's still moving, and finally they're going to blow it. Well, maybe they'll blow it dead. They will after a five-yard gain to the 30. Isaac Uku still was hanging on to him. Also Chris Chukwineke and others. It's about 22 guys right in the middle of the football field that time. Second and make it third and five now. Football at the 30-yard line. Middle Tennessee, in their eight possessions, has they have six three and outs. Duke's trying for another one. This defense has been outstanding. A lot of new faces, but they've all stepped up. Third down five. They are 0 for 7 on third downs in the game. They give the handoff. It's the reverse. It's blown up and picked. 
knocked out of the air by Taurus Jones. He blew up the reverse at the 21-yard line. They flipped it back, and Taurus gets it. And James Madison forces the turnover as they get it back again. What a play by Taurus Jones. That's partnering great scheme with great individuals on that defense. Uh, even with the departure of Coach Heatherman, um, Coach Haynes has gotten these guys on the right page and putting them in the greatest position that they could be in <laughs> and just executing flat After out. After the play is over, unsportsmanlike conduct on JMU. That's soft. The excess celebration, the 15-yard penalty, and it'll be a first down. Jamie Nation agrees with you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Unsportsmanlike conduct. On who, though? Because they said yeah. JMU and it was the entire defense. You see everybody kind of run to the end zone nowadays. Yeah. That's all they did. It, it, it is what it is. So JMU will have the football back at the 35-yard line. But we mentioned earlier, and you talked about how he's not going to wow you with his size, but he might wow you with his athleticism and his ability. And there's a play that's an example of that. Yeah, TJ has had a great uh, past couple of years, waited his turn, um, sat behind um, great mentors with mm-hmm. Kelvin and uh, Kelvin and uh, Diamante. But, I mean, he's, he's stepped up in this game and proven that he is ready for the challenge. Coach Signetti letting his defense have it after the excessive <laughs> celebration, yeah. even though it's a 28 nothing lead. Didn't want the 15 yards tacked on, but, hey, might be 15 more yards for the offense. We'll see. Todd Santeo in the offense back out there. Percy J. Obese to his left. Chris Thornton on the far side right. They've got a two tight end set again. Painter is split to the near side left. He'll go in motion now. Both of the tight ends are wings. Here's a snap. Mm-hmm. Handoff to Percy. Makes a good cut to the 30. Stays on his feet. He's got a first down if they mark him where I think they will, and they will move the chains. Ten-yard run, and he's making that first man miss almost every single time. There's a guy right there. He makes a good cut. Percy's running hard. He's got 68 yards now in the football game. He's really improved on his elusiveness yeah, over absolutely. the past couple years. And, I mean, and just the absolute strength and will that the offensive line has had um, has been amazing, giving him holes to get through. At the middle of Tennessee, 25-yard line now. Snap back to Centeo. Zone read going to keep the football. Bounces to the outside. He's going to turn the corner and get out of bounds at the 20-yard line. Good job by Todd to continue. He's got 48 rushing yards to go with his 234 through the air. He's nearing 300 total yards in the football game. They're going to give him six down to the 19, so they're back in the red zone, and every possession for the Dukes has been in Middle Tennessee territory. And a smart play to just get out of bounds. Don't take an extra hit. And looks like there's a timeout. No, they're all going to stay. I think a guy was just coming off the field late. And you mentioned at the offensive line that they've been so good. It was a question mark a year ago, and at times they struggled. They were a young group, mm-hmm. especially when Liam went down. But all of these guys now have started football games in the past. It's a veteran group now. Second and four from the 19. Out of the pistol formation. Centeo fakes a handoff. Looks to the right side. Going to go to the corner again. Chris Thornton comes back near the goal line. Did he make the catch again? Yes, sir! Touchdown, James Madison, a 19-yard strike to Chris Thornton at the goal line. His third of the game, the fifth for Centeno. JMU's putting it on Middle Tennessee. That's why he was that first-team preseason all-sun belt right there. Um, Production after production. uh, 
happy for Chris. Love seeing the success that he's had. Just such a great hard worker uh, in all facets of the game. Uh, at practice in the weight room, making sure he gets that extra study in. So it's awesome to see. <laughs> Santeo was celebrating with his guys. He was coming off the field going like this. One, two, three, mm -hmm. four. That's five. 34 nothing. James Madison. 10.47 to go. Sam Clark gets the snap down, and the kick is good. A little bit of his pushing and shoving afterwards, but Camden Wise says, yeah. go to your sideline, look at the scoreboard. 35-0, James Madison. See, it was 15 more yards for the offense because of the uh, the penalty. They showed the replay of Torres Jones, and he got, the, got it all going. That's the first turnover of the day, and it results in seven points. James Madison, 35. Middle Tennessee, nothing. 10-47 to go in the third quarter. We're going to go to a break here in a second, but the one thing we talked about was complacency, getting conservative. Far from it right now. Yeah, couldn't be further. <laughs> couldn't be further from it. Um, I know it is still pretty early in this third quarter, and the game's really starting to, to get away and lean towards our side, but can't, can't let up now. Got to put that last nail in the coffin, as they say. Um, and continue to just play our game. Don't ever swoop down to the level of your opponents. Um, keep hammering away. And, I mean, like it or not, if that opposing team doesn't want you to score points and run it up, they got to stop you flat out. Don't stop yourself. Let's get that break in with 10.47 to go in the third quarter. James Madison, 35. Middle Tennessee, nothing. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Now, let's go back to the booth. Here's the voice of the Dukes, Dave Rigert. Town Bank and the town family of companies are proud to support JMU Athletics. Go Dukes! So far, it's all Dukes here inside Bridgeforth Stadium. The first ever FBS game inside Bridgeforth Stadium and James Madison. Some folks might not want to come to James Madison for FBS games <laughs> right now. 10.47 to go here in the third quarter. JMU 35 in Middle Tennessee, nothing. Cole Johnson... Set the school record last year with six touchdown passes in a game. Todson Tails only one off in his debut in a JMU uniform. You can't say enough about that young man. What a game he's had. KT has three, two for Reggie Brown, and the Dukes just can't be stopped right now. And, and all the TDs are coming through the air, but the ground game has kind of set up this pass game, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, no, no success through the air comes without having that success on the ground um, before it. Uh, the offensive line, as we were kind of talking about earlier, are now kind of that stronghold, and we had questions about it maybe last fall, but Coach Roba has done a fantastic job. Those guys have really worked hard in the weight room and just got ready and have been having their way, and just everything's clicking right now. Yeah, it is. It'll be Justin Ritter to kick off again for the Dukes. Again, looks like Connor Madden, who missed a bunch of time in, in preseason camp because of an injury. Again, he's coming off of an ACL last year, which is why he missed the fall season one year ago after kicking in the spring of 21. Ritter tees it up, and the ball comes off the tee again. It's not that windy, so I'm, I'm sure it's something, too, where he's trying to get it perfect how he wants it, and it's just kind of falling off the tee, so it looks like he's going to force one of his guys to hold it. So what you can actually see on the uh, on the TV is oh, that yeah. tee is brand new. So I've, before, yeah, I've never seen that. Before they had the, the tees that didn't have the whatever grass-type fluff yeah. to have it more propped up and just kind of be floating there. So 
I know those guys are working with that new tee. So, so that's that's part of it right there. Seeing right now. Here's the first return. It'll be Tedward Cross to the 20-yard line, 25, and he spins out near the 30-yard line just outside the right hash, but it might come back. I think there were a couple of uh, guys who did something illegal to Q Reed that time. So it looks like Middle Tennessee may be backed up around their own 10 or 11-yard line, which they don't need that right now. <laughs> No. But the Dukes will take it right now. They are out During the gaining. return, holding, number 22, 10-yard yeah. penalty, penalty, first out. They are out gaining the Blue Raiders 401 to 26. And I know this is a different team from a year ago, but when you have a 17th-year head coach who has done a great job with this program, you don't expect him to drop off a ton. Again, they lost a lot of guys, but this was a bowl team and a 7-1 team a year ago. But right now, they do not look like it. And give Jamie a lot of credit for that. From their own 11-yard line, it'll be Chase Cunningham still at quarterback. Didn't know if he'd see Nick Vadiato or not, who led them to that bowl victory. And now another penalty. <laughs> Jamie Croma luckily held up and ball did start. not. Offense, number 55. Oh. Five-yard penalty. Yeah, first was out. He was ready to make his impact felt right there. Jamry's a guy transferred from Rutgers and was going to be a play defensive end and be in that rotation, but with the now some they're a little thin up front in the middle. He's playing now in that defensive tackle spot. He and James Carpenter, the two inside guys right now. First and 15 from their own six-yard line, down 35-0, 10.40 to go. Out of the end zone, going to throw near sideline. Tackled in the end zone by Xavier Coakley. Safety, James Madison's defense does it again. A screen in the end zone, blown up by Xavier Coakley. Two points for the D, 37-0, James Madison. Wow. As of right now, that's the cherry on the top for how great this defense has been playing. Fantastic play by, by X coming up after uh, dropping back in that zone, reading it perfectly, just wrapping them up, wrapping them up around the feet, not letting them get away, and great, uh, great pursuit on that ball by uh, Mateo Jackson as well yeah. to, to make sure he, there was, he wasn't going anywhere. So fantastic play. And, again, a lot of these guys, again, in the quarter, cornerback room, there's only one career start coming into tonight, and that was Jordan Swan with one. Everybody else had not made a start at JMU. But a guy like Xavier Coakley, he, he's, been, he's been working hard the last years to get his opportunity, and now he's taking advantage of it. He's had a great camp. He's played well tonight and makes a huge play. He's another guy that um, just goes to show by staying patient, staying patient, keeping your head down, working hard, um, and – just making the most of your opportunities. Uh, he's one of those guys that his presence has has been felt the last couple of years, and you just knew once once he was out, once he was going to be able to be out there, that he was going to make some plays and, and change the game. Right now, the defense has two points, and Middle Tennessee has three first downs. Mm. <laughs> that makes you feel good. That's a problem for Middle Tennessee. <laughs> oh, Not yeah, so makes, much for makes the us defense. feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a free kick, and they will decide to kick up. Normally, they punt. This will be Scott Payne, their kickoff specialist, who will get the free kick from the 20-yard line, tees it up. It'll be taken by Chris Thornton, who's back there from the 24-yard line between the hash marks, oh, and he gets blown up immediately at crossing the 30-yard line. So Chris, who's so valuable to this team, normally probably wouldn't be back there. You'd probably have Solomon Van Horse, but, again, Solly's out right now with an injury, so they put KT back there. Kind of 
worries me at times. <laughs> I'll be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, but luckily you don't want to you don't want to put them in any situation where, um, I mean, one thing could lead to another, and obviously you're never expecting something uh, bad to happen in terms of just injury or anything like that. But um, KT is one of those guys that you got to have back there because he's always dangerous having the ball in his hand. You want to get get him that opportunity as much as possible throughout a football game uh, to give yourself the best chance to win. Two receivers near side left. Todd Santeo going to send Ravenel in motion who comes across the formation to the near side left now. Waist high snap going to get it to Rav in the flat and he drops the football. Ran a little screen after the near side and just drops the football. It'll be second and ten. Football at the 31-yard line. Duke's moving right to left here in the third with 10-28 to go in the third quarter. James Madison 37 and Middle Tennessee nothing. That's one, especially on those bubbles, the screen's out to the perimeter. You're looking ahead to see if anybody's flying up. You want to get your blockers out there and kind of use them and just took his eye off the football. Latrell Palmer the back now. They're going to send Drew Painter the tight end in motion. And a handoff to Latrell. Spins out of a tackle. He powers ahead and hits Teldrick Ross, who got hit pretty hard by Percy earlier in the game. The safety came up to make the stop. A three-yard gain for Latrell, but again, making a man miss the line of scrimmage to get positive yardage. The backs have done that all night tonight. Yeah, usually you don't want to be spinning when you're in between the tackle box, but that time pays off for Latrell and gives him a few extra yards. You know, he looks a little different than a year ago also. He looks a little little slimmer, a little trimmed down. Yeah, he's he's slimmed down over the summer. Mm -hmm. Um Really focus on his nutrition a little more and um, just to give him that extra little bit on his speed. But Here comes the blitz on third to seven. Gets hammered, throws it out for Devin Ravenel, but he can't quite get there. Just because he had to throw it a tad early because of the blitz. There was a man untouched. Todd took a big hit. He had to get rid of it early. He gave Rav a chance, but a little bit too far for Devin. Couldn't get to it and it falls incomplete. And for the first time in this football game, James Madison goes three and out. They will punt from their own 34-yard line. We have 9.44 to go in the third quarter. It is 37-0, James Madison. Yeah, and I remember uh, last year with Harry, he would love never punting in the football <laughs> yes. game. Yes. Clark, uh, fair catch called this time by Yusuf Ali, and they'll call it at the 20-yard line. So that will be a 46-yard punt with no return. Punters will take that every single time. 9.37 to play. We are in quarter number three. James Madison. Again, they left some points out there early in the game. Did not score in the opening quarter. And then exploded for 21 on three consecutive possessions. In the third. And they've scored their first two possessions of the third quarter before that punt right there. Middle Tennessee will have the football. Down 37-0 at their own 20-yard line. Chase Cunningham still in the game. He's completed 11 passes for 38 yards. There's a screen left sideline blown up by Jalen Walker from his linebacker spot. He came flying over there. And this Middle Tennessee offense, they had two shots in the first half where they could have made a big play happen, a drop and an overthrow, and they haven't even had a chance to do that since. Everything is quick out to the perimeter or down the seam, and they just have no time to do anything right now. Yeah, none at all. And, I would even say that those first two opportunities were just from maybe a lack of communication on the defensive side. It was nothing that they called or that they did that was any sort of schematic. Cunningham gets hit, and because he got hit, a bad throw far side left for Yusuf Ali. It's overthrown. Good coverage by Q. Reed. But again, he's he's throwing off of his back foot. That time he was turning away from the throw because he's getting hit every single time. And 
if they bring pressure, if they don't, they're getting to the quarterback every single time. Yeah, the defense's presence has been felt in that backfield the entire game, and I think Cunningham just, I mean, that was just picture perfect with how uncomfortable he is back there. They show the blitz, here they come. And it's going to be a corner to the far side left, overthrown. Q Reed again in coverage. Yusuf Ali was there, but they brought the blitz from the outside that time and forced a quick throw. And it's going to be incomplete. Another three and outs. All but two of their possessions have ended in three and outs or a safety, which was just the second play of that possession. Absolutely love the energy that the defense is playing with. I mean, with. They're, they're flying around. Yeah. That's one thing you can say, not that it hasn't been in the past, but this defense is fast. They've got guys that can run at every level. 37-0 James Madison, 9.24 to go in the third quarter. Here's the punt. It is Ulbrich in a great punt this time. It's going to drive Cheese back to his own 27, but it gets a block to the near side, has room to run to the 35, to the 40, and goes out of bounds around the 43-yard line. Tell you what, Surratt's done a great job returning punts and just catching the football and there's a late flag I think it's going to be a late push and a personal foul on middle Tennessee I think this could put the football into Blue Raiders territory but Chief Surratt has done a great job in the punt return game yeah fantastic vision yes from him all all game and um great blocking by the return unit as a whole just giving him the opportunity to get that one play Get that one foot up in the ground and get upfield. So, punt return unit has been fantastic all game. It's given them. It's in the past they didn't get a ton out of the punt return game. It was more just catch the ball, take over where it's at. But it's kind of flipped the field a couple times here in this one. Zone read handoff with Kalon Black. Kalon hasn't only been able to get going so far today. Just a second carry. He's right now behind Latrell and Percy. He's going to make an impact. There's no question, but. Just a one-yard gain that time for Kalon Black. And again, because of COVID and everything else, the redshirt freshman, Kalon Black. <laughs> Seems like he's been here for a long time, and he had some big games to begin last year before the ACL. But, again, he'll he'll have his presence felt. And the, the thing that I love right now, he's worked so hard, he's not wearing his knee brace right now after suffering the ACL tear in, in week three a year ago. So he's trusting the knee right now. Second down nine. They look for him. Going to get it to him in the flat. Kalon turns up field. Has a lot of room to the 40-yard line of Middle Tennessee Territory. Makes a move and shot down near the 30-yard line. They're going to mark him out of bounds at the 31. Kalon Black in the pass game. Talked to him last week, and he said that's something he's really worked hard on is catching the football out of the backfield, and that one goes for 26. Ross slow to get up again. He's, he's had a tough game. <laughs> yeah. Teldrick Ross, the safety. He's the only returner in the secondary or in the back seven for Middle Tennessee, and he's on a knee right now near the JMU sideline. That's one thing I think we'll see throughout the season, too, and haven't much tonight. We saw Wayne Knight catch a pass and get upfield, but I think we're going to see the backs catch the football a little bit more maybe than in the past. Yeah, being able to have an impact, uh, not just running the football, but being that threat outside the pocket and outside the tackle box just – gives the defense something else to worry about um being able to have as many weapons as we do um is gonna give us the best opportunity to test the defense keep our options open and um be able to do many things throughout the game Tadi now 20 of 29 for 278 and five touchdowns he's rating for 49 in the game so again he's got well over 300 yards total offense he's almost got 300 yards passing now 
And we still have 8-19 to go in the third quarter. JMU back in the middle of Tennessee territory at the 31-yard line. Zach Horton goes in motion, a wing on the far side right now. JMU right to left. Here's a handoff to Kalon. Patient, bounces outside, uses that speed, accelerates to the 25 and knocked down at the 24-yard line. Nice patient run that time and bouncing outside is Kalon to use the speed and pick up seven on first down. Yeah, they're going to give him eight to the 23-yard line now. So Kalon Black starting to make his presence felt. Bring up a second down and two football at the 23. Deuce go with some tempo now. TG, Terrence Green split to the near side left. Two receivers to the far side right. Zach Horton to the right side as a wing now. Todd, three-step drop, looks over the middle of the football field. He gets hit as he throws it, and the ball's going to be uh, fluttering down near the 10-yard line. Luckily, it was not intercepted because you see those plays when a quarterback gets hit or his arm gets hit and the ball just flutters. Usually it's picked up by the defense as it hangs in the air. Luckily, it did not. It ends up at the 10 as he tried for KT again. Now a third and two for JMU. Yeah, you, the, the boys have been good up front all game with handling pressure, being able to give Todd time right there. Um, but right there, obviously, just see that, that arm being able to kind of hit Todd's arm as he threw, but luckily got away with just an incompletion. Two receivers to the far side, right. Todd looks to the right side. He's going to th- miscommunication. He thought KT was going to go to the back of the end zone. Or, uh, yeah, that was, no, that was Reggie, excuse me. The 9 and 8 look similar on these jerseys right now, but Reggie stopped and came back, and Todd thought he was going to go, and looks like they're going to go for it on fourth and two. Why the heck not? 7.40, about halfway through the third quarter. James Madison leading 37 to nothing. It's been a good weekend for the Sun Belt. We saw the win by Old Dominion last night against Virginia Tech. Coastal, excuse me, Appalachian State nearly knocked off North Carolina in a wild game. Both teams scored in the 60s. Troy hung with Ole Miss. JMU putting it on the bull team right now. Here's Kalon Black on the carry, trying to find some room to run, and I don't think he's going to get there. They eventually blew it dead, and he's going to come up short. You can see Robo, Damon Robluski, the offensive line coach. He's the first man to meet his big boys out there because I don't think he liked what he saw on the fourth and two play. Middle Tennessee's defense makes a play. They get a stop, and JMU turns the ball over on downs, and the Blue Raiders have it at their own 23-yard line. Although that didn't work for us right there, Dave, I'm still loving that call, loving the mentality, the, the all gas, no, no breaks type of theme that we've had uh, for this game, and I'm glad we're, we're still kind of going pedal to the metal right now. Yeah, they haven't changed the game plan at all, it doesn't look like. It's not just, okay, we'll run a few plays, punt, and get out of here, but they're, they're being aggressive still. This has been a long third quarter because of a lot of passing and incompletion sacks. There's a quick screen to the near side left for Yusuf Ali. Uses a block and then absolutely gets blown up by Q Reed at the 27-yard line. It's a gain of four, but Q able to blast him for a short gain. Q's playing a lot of snaps right now for Cheese Surratt. Love seeing that out of the safeties. Coming up, filling the hole, and laying the boom. And they don't get to do that during camp. (laughs) They show blitz. Here's another play where the quarterback and running back are trying to fight on who's going to get it and essentially tackle each other. Now, if he would have gave or kept it, they were getting blown up anyway. Great job by Carpenter. Also, Abby was there. Jamri Chroma, Isaac Ukwu. A loss in the play. It's now third down and nine for Middle Tennessee. That's interesting that two veterans are doing that. The quarterback and running back, both seniors. Third and nine. 
And now they got Abby to jump. Free play. Going to get blasted and it's going to be overthrown. Intended on the near sideline. And now a late whistle, or late flag, I should say. And I think there could be two against James Madison. And one might be after the play, which would result in a first down. Offside on the defense, number eight. Penalties decline. Personal foul, roughing the passer, number eight. 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. I don't know. Let's, I want to watch this again because they were – yeah, it was wow. late. It was late. We watched the replay on, on the ESPN Plus broadcast, and he took a couple steps and then hit him. That ball was out. Got to let him go at that point in time. So Abby makes a mistake, a couple of them on that play, and that will be a first down for Middle Tennessee. Football now with a 39 in their own territory. Six and a half to go third quarter. JMU 37, Middle Tennessee nothing. Cunningham, quick, wants to throw it. He's going to scramble now, dump it off to his running back, and a good job to come up and make the hit immediately for a short gain. They'll give him five to the 45-yard line, but coming to make the tackle was T.J. Torres-Jones. Also, Q. Reed helps make the stop that time. Everything is really quick for Middle Tennessee. They know they don't have time. Second down, five from their own 44-yard line. Running back goes in motion to the backfield. Pressure comes. Isaac knocks the ball down on his rush, and James Carpenter put his hands on his head because he wasn't too far. If he would have been there in the right spot to get an INT the first of his career, but you're tied as a defensive player. And Isaac told me earlier in the week that this is a team that could frustrate you because they get the ball out so quick and you might not get there, but he also said, get your hands up. That's what he did that time. Third down five at their own 44-yard line. The Blue Raiders have been across midfield exactly zero times in this game. Now, actually, one time, one time early on their second possession. Here's a quick out, and that should be a first down. They're going to find Gathings again, who's been their top target. And he will get, I'm going to give him right at the marker, so a gain of five and a first down right near midfield. 5.53 to play. We are in the third quarter. 37-0, James Madison. Chase Cunningham in the shotgun again. Fakes a handoff. Here's a bubble screen left side. Cotton makes a good move this time as Yusuf Ali, and he's going to get a first down right between the hash and the numbers. He's made the first man miss. Faked outside, came back in, and now looks like there may be a cramp on a Duke on the far sideline as they mark the football at the 40 in James Madison territory. It looks like it's Q Reed who gets up, and I think it's a cramp for him, but Tell you what, Q's played a really good football game. He's played a lot of snaps for Cheese Surratt, who comes back in. Yeah, one of those guys that he's gotten a lot of snaps in the past and more looking like it was going to be his year and Cheese being able to step up, yeah. but he's been able to plug in. He knows the defense well. Um, nice to have two guys like that you can trust. No doubt. Name of the game, trust. Yeah. Being able to plug anybody in uh, at any position at any given time. Cunningham out of the gun, Avarius Sparrow. Here's a fake handoff, now rolling to the left side. Cunningham dumps it to the sideline to his receiver that time to make the catch from Middle Tennessee was A.J. Tony, a junior from Birmingham. It's a five-yard gain. Again, under pressure, scrambling, and just tries to chuck it toward the sideline and gets the completion. You know, one guy I mentioned earlier, there's been no targets for Jalen Lane. Well, he's I have not seen him. Jalen Lane, a guy that had 42, tu- 42 catches for four touchdowns a year ago, preseason all-conference USA, and I'm not sure he's played tonight. So that's, and he's a guy that can really run. Number 55, five-yard penalty, 
remains first down. Well, that I never did see the flag, but that negates the five-yard gain. Now it'll be first and 15. I was about to say, that, that was probably the best play that Cunningham's had all day. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just gets wiped right there. Two receivers left the wing that way as Gathings. They've got a receiver to the near side right. 5.08 to go in the third quarter. Here's a handoff to Avarius Sparrow, a transfer from West Virginia. He's an Orlando native. He'll get five back. Brings up a second and ten right up the middle. Sean Johns helps make the tackle as he is in the middle now at nose. Jordan Funk is at the defensive tackle spot. Another handoff to Sparrow. The former Mountaineer bouncing off of tackles. And then Mikhail Kamara came, came flying in to help make the tackle with Jarius Rumenek, who's the transfer from Arkansas State. Blue Raiders yeah. finding some success yep. right now. But, I mean, still third down, still a good opportunity. Knock him back. Fake handoff. Good move by Cunningham. He will try and run for the first down. Gets hit hard, and he will have the first down. Sam Kidd makes the tackle, but that should be enough for the first down. So JMU on their heels a little bit right now. They're trying to sub in and out, and I think they're going to have to call a timeout. So this is what this offense can do when they timeout. get rolling. JMU, that's their first. But obviously in this game, they have not been able to get going out. and sustain drives. They've had so many three and outs. They, the defense has disrupted what they try to do. So, again, you can see what the defense can do when they get rolling with the air raid and no huddle and up-tempo. It can get a defense on its heels, and it has on this possession. But, again, this is the first time it's happened all night. Yeah, a little late for it to just get going. But um, as the Dukes defense kind of gets this little time to settle down, catch, catch their breath a little bit, um, re recoup a little. Um, I can see them starting to play how we've seen um, so far th throughout this game. Probably a pretty good timeout that time by uh, by Coach Signetti. Yeah, being able to get uh, – I think the, the defensive line was having a substitution issue or questions, so being able to kind of get that little break to get the, get the starting defensive line right out there. First and 10 football at the 29 of JMU. Shows some pressure, handoff to Pisant. Great job defensively by James Madison. Stout up front. Mikhail Kamara was right there. I think that was Jamry Chroma, the first man there for the Dukes. Torres Jones came flying in as well. Actually, that was Jamari Edwards, the Marshall transfer. Instead, he came in for Jamry. And they think he's, he's going to be a guy that can make a difference. There's a two-yard loss. Good play by Edwards that time. Second and 12. Another handoff, and a good job to slice in there by Carpenter. Knocked him off his feet initially, but he had good balance to keep his hand down and scurry for a few yards. He's ended up getting almost eh, get about five on the play, maybe four. Third and eight now for Middle Tennessee. Good job by Carpenter, though. Get some penetration. Here comes the blitz on third and eight. Has some time. Throws to the corner of the end zone and coming over. Great play defensively by Kidd, but it goes through his hands into the hands of the receiver, Yusuf Ali, and Middle Tennessee gets their first points of the game. Boy, you could see it perfectly. Sam played it beautifully and just didn't make the catch and right through his hands to Ali, and Middle Tennessee is on the board. Here's the replay, and he read it perfectly and maybe mistimed his jump barely, and it just almost got ripped out of his hands. You can't play it any better except for just grabbing the football. Yeah. I was playing it perfectly 99% of the time and then just that 1% yep. going against you. PAT is good, and Sam is so mad at himself right now. <laughs> He's slapping his helmet, slapping his thigh. Oh, he was right in position. And Middle Tennessee gets a touchdown pass. 
And they get in the end zone for the first time. So JMU up 37-7 now, 3.31 to play in the third quarter. The Dukes will be back at home next week as they take on Norfolk State, the team that lost to Marshall tonight, 55-3. So a challenging start to the series season for the Spartans. Again, that'll be the one FCS game for the Dukes this year. They'll probably have one every single year. Talking to a, a lot of folks in the athletic department, probably going to try and get a, a power five every year and an FCS team every year, and then hopefully get a couple of group of fives. Maybe one home, one away. Try and get at least six home games every single season. And again, there's a lot of great games that were just announced a couple of weeks ago. They get Virginia next year, North Carolina in a couple of years. Virginia Tech's back on the schedule. Although I'm not sure they want to play anybody in the Commonwealth anymore. <laughs> I think they threw uh, Liberty in there. Liberty's like in the there in 34. 20, 20, yeah, 20, 28. Or, I guess that's really not that far away. Yeah. Which is crazy to it think is. about. But Maryland's on the schedule here coming up. But, but, yeah, I would love to see just the FCS like foes with William and Mary and Richmond yeah. kind of being scheduled every now and then. Yep. And I think you'll see that. Here's a fair catch called for and made by Chris Thornton. Again, don't, don't take any extra hits. And the Dukes will take over first and 10. Football thrown 25-yard line. And if, if you're thinking fair catch, he caught at the four-yard line, what's happening? This is a new rule. They've been, it's not this year. It's been going on now for a couple of seasons. But you can call a fair catch if you make the fair catch inside the 25-yard line. It comes back to the 25. And, yes, it is the 25-yard line. I think this is the third season where you can get it to the 25-yard line, not the 20 on touchbacks and fair catches inside that. You can make a fair catch at the 22, and it goes to the 25. Todd Santeo will put Latrell Palmer to his left in the shotgun formation. Here's a run to Palmer, counter, and he bounces to the outside. Good run by Latrell, but then he just gets tripped up. Boy, I thought he was going to accelerate and get to the outside. Lots of green over there, and he's going to pick up three. Second seven now. Tackle that time for the Blue Raiders. Came out of the secondary from safety, Diedrich Stanley, who right now is in the game for Teldrick Ross, who we talked about. Three minutes to play here in the third quarter. James Madison leading 37-7. Santeo will bring a man in motion. It's Drew Painter. He's a wing now on the far side right as the Dukes move right to left. Here's a fake run, and Todd's going to keep the football. Follows his blocker and has a lot of room to the 40 and then stumbles up to the 45-yard line. He was trying to pick his way, follow blockers, and kind of tripped up, but he got to the 44s where they mark it officially, and they'll move the chains. A first down for James Madison. Great uh, run by Todd right there. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the offense. Eat away at this clock, but continue to just grind away yeah. and get first downs. Don't let, don't let the drive stop where they are. Um, continue to keep pushing the ball down the field. And the Dukes are almost to 70 plays here in the third quarter. That defense for Middle Tennessee has been out there a ton. And they're not tremendously deep. Again, they've got a lot of new starters. Centeo, first and 10 is his own 44-yard line. Kalon Black to his left, going to get the carry. A big hole for Kalon to the 50. Spin stays on his feet, powers his way to a first down across the 45, up the left hash to the 44-yard line. There's 12 for Kalon Black showing the power. First and 10 back in the middle of Tennessee territory with two minutes to go here in the third quarter. 37-7 Dukes. And even though this game is far from being over, Dave, you get runs up the middle for eight-plus yards. Absolutely. That's I mean, you're taking the soul out of that defense. Um, if you can just play after play, run it up through the middle, then, I mean, that's just I'm, I'm owning you at the, at the current moment yeah. in time. Minute and a half to play here in the third quarter, 
James Madison with the lead. Centeno put Horton as a wing on his right side. Another zone read handoff to Kalon, and they're they're opening big holes right now because there's just a quick hitter, and he gets six off the right side. Good job by Nick Kidwell, the right tackle. Cole Poss, the right guard. Let's give all the boys up front. Tanner Morris, the center. Tyler Stevens, the left guard. Tyshawn Wyatt, the left tackle. A ton of credit tonight. This football team has ran the ball well, and that was an issue at times one season ago. Yeah, and those, those holes open up from great blocking up front with great scheme. Um, but also what we were talking about with the defense having a lot of plays. I mean, those, those, uh, the defensive line for the Blue Raiders are probably tired out there. So Absolutely. At this point, their feet are probably stopping on contact, and um, then that way the offensive line for the Dukes can just get them out the way. Second down for Kalon Black. Another carry gets hit in the backfield, lost the ball. It's going to be picked up by Cole Potts, the right guard, though. So Kalon... I don't think he was quite ready to get hit as soon as he got the football, and it popped out. I think a helmet was right on the football. Luckily, Cole Potts does pick the ball up at the 40. A loss of two. The Dukes retain possession, and they don't have to snap it if they don't want to. And I think that's what they're talking about. The coaching staff is saying, hey, get over here. We don't have to snap it. We're good. So that's going to do it for our third quarter of play. James Madison extends its lead from half. It was 21 zip at halftime. Now after three. JMU leading Middle Tennessee 37-7 in their FBS debut. 15 minutes of football left at Bridgeforth as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. 45 down, 15 to go as we continue from Bridgeforth Stadium with Alex Miller. I am Dave Rigert. Thanks for joining us for James Madison football. Nick Pearl, our producer this evening. Back in the studio, Bojangles is the official tailgate partner of JMU Athletics. Don't forget to pick up your big bow box and cheer on the Dukes. It's bow time. A lot of folks are out in the in the parking lots before the game tailgating. I think they've been waiting a long time for that, and everybody excited for their FBS debut. And so far, it's been a little more than advertised, I think. I'm not sure many people expected what has happened through three quarters of play. A lot of folks have gone home. All right. This is what this is what JMU football always does, right? Well, <laughs> so far so good in 2022. But <laughs> there will be some different opponents coming to coming to Bridgeforth and the Dukes will go on the road to play some different opponents as well. Yeah, everybody that uh has probably already left the game has definitely a little more uh confidence in just the next 15 minutes than I do. Not saying that it's going to turn sour, but I always love the the fact of just being assured, knowing that maybe if like five minutes are left and we're up by three, <laughs> um, and obviously we're driving right now, uh, looking to add to that lead. But I'm I I want it to be to be a done deal yep. before before I leave the stadium. So they they have the utmost faith in us, which is definitely um, flattering and. I mean that's what you want, and you're faithful. So it's it's great to see and great have great to have everybody back, um, even if it's looking a little thin right now. The Dukes lead 37-7. Again, 15 to go as we go to the fourth quarter. JMU moving left to right now in the fourth quarter. Todd Santeo is going for five touchdown passes in his debut. Boy, what what a College football and the transfer portal, and you can get get guys like Todd Santeo. It's man, yeah, the just the whole birth of the transfer portal era. 
mm-hmm. um, just boomed. I think they said this morning on college game day, 44% of all starting FBS quarterbacks <laughs> are on new football teams and were in the portal. Wow. Tats and Taylor going to throw a slant. going to be thrown too high for Terrence Green. Too high and too hard that time. Need to take a little seam off that thing. Terrence has made one catch in the football game in his debut, the Monmouth transfer. And Todd just missed that one. So it falls incomplete, and they will punt from their own 40 or the, from the Middle Tennessee 40-yard line, trying to pin them, pin them deep again as we are three seconds into the fourth quarter. And I know being on the team for uh, the past few years, one of our main goals on offense is to win the fourth quarter. Um, obviously, that pass, yeah, that just got away, but – um, I'd like to see the Dukes finish um, and win the fourth quarter because if you win the fourth quarter, you feel pretty good about the, the outcome at the end of the game. Catch made by Yusuf Ali, and then he is tackled out of bounds on the near sideline, but I think he called for a fair catch because they blew it dead as he was running. So that's a penalty. If you run after calling a fair catch, that's a penalty. But there is no flag on the field, and I was afraid that, James, you might get a penalty for tackling him here near the sideline. And other than getting a few yards on that return, I mean, he didn't, on the end of that play, it really didn't kind of work in his favor. He kind of got lit up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he got lit up on the sideline. And, I mean, I mean, it just, there's just there's a lot of questions being thrown around on the field right now. Yeah, I think the officials are the first ones. Here's the replay. And from what we saw, he didn't call the fair catch. Ball will be placed at the five-yard line, first down. So he called a fair catch, but he can't take off and run. That's a penalty. Yeah, that's hmm. interesting. Yes. We'll leave it at that. So the Blue Raiders scored their last possession to make this a 37-7 game. You can tell this game kind of has hit the lull a little bit. It didn't early in the third, which was good, but a little bit right now. And they will take up from their own five. They had the Dukes on their heels a little bit the last possession. JMU a couple of subs out there right now. On the defensive line, they have Jordan Funk into the football game. Here is a handoff and a good run by Avaria Sparrow to avoid losing yardage. He gets only a couple, but the West Virginia transfer could have lost two or three on that play. They're starting to try to run the football a little bit more, and actually that's helped them to get even two or three yards. There's a two-yard gain of the seven, so second down eight from their own seven-yard line. Moving right to left here in the fourth quarter. We'll bring another transfer in Darius Bracey from Central Michigan, a Mobile, Alabama native. Man comes in motion. Here's a handoff running to the far side right. Is Bracey going to break a tackle? He's got a first down run across the 15 between the hashes. He'll have the run at the 16-yard line to pick up nine, and they will move the chains. But again, having more success now running the football. And here's another run, and good job by Abby Nwaku-Akonji to come in from his end spot here on the near sideline and make the tackle on the, on the far side of the formation. Went essentially from tackle to tackle to go make that stop. A gain of one, second down nine. They've got three transfers at running back behind Peasant, their starter. Bracey from Central Michigan. Irvin, we haven't seen him, from Kansas State. And Sparrow from West Virginia. Nowhere to go for Cunningham under pressure. Not going to throw it away. Coming in was Isaac Ukwu late, but great coverage that time down the football field. Cunningham had nowhere to go, and now that brings up a third and nine. 13-26 to play here in the fourth quarter. 37-7. 
on third down. Middle Tennessee was 0 for 8 to begin the game. They've made their last three, and that's why they scored on the last drive, but they were just 3 for 11. These last couple of plays, Cunningham's been looking a little slower, walking with a little yeah. bit of a limp. Going to bring pressure again. They get to him. He gets hit. He throws out, and it will be incomplete. Just overthrown, intended for Bud Tolbert. Again, the junior college transfer has not made a catch in the game. Roughing the passer, number 99, lift and drive. That's a 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down. Yeah, they had, they had it. They hauled on Carpenter. Let's see. They show a replay here. Coach Signetti gets on a little bit, and Carpenter shrugs his shoulders like, I don't know what I did. They haven't shown a replay to see. But Carpenter does come out of the football game, so that brings Sean Johns in at nose tackle. So that extends the drive. They would have been out. It would have been a fourth and nine. Here's a quick pass down the line of scrimmage. Got by Yusuf Ali. Good job by Jordan Swan and also Jalen Walker to come out and make the stop. Also, we see Skyler Martin out there for the first time. Skyler, just a true sophomore. Young man that also is very talented. Second down and five yards to go. They fake the screen this time, a double move, and they've got a man wide open, but he drops the football near the 40-yard line, and Jordan Swan says, thank you very much. He tapped him on the shoulder pads after he dropped it, and I guarantee you he said thank you because he got burnt on a double move that time. Tony was open. And now Jordan's going to come off the football field, but luckily he's not coming off after giving up six. Yeah, easily would have been a touchdown on that one. And at that point, you're just like, oh, thank goodness. Nice sigh of relief. Here comes the blitz again, and going to be incomplete intended. This was the first target to Jeremy Tate. They pumped up, pumped him up in their preseason publications and who, what he was going to be. He's a transfer from Memphis. And he is 6'5", 259, playing kind of their Y spot, which is a slot receiver, H-back, tight end type of position. But that's his first target, and he can't make the catch this time. Good coverage on the play by the Dukes, and it'll be fourth and seven. That second half of that series was great news for JMU, not to give up anything too big after yeah. a penalty of after what have been being got, getting off the field, so... Luckily, they, uh, that didn't turn into anything worse. By Ulbrich and a fair catch called for, made by Cheese Surratt at the 20-yard line. So the Dukes will take over first and 10 from their own 20-yard line, leading 37-7, 12-43 to play here in the fourth quarter. Timeout on the field. It's been all JMU tonight. They're trying to wrap it up. It's going to break as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is JMU long snapper Kyle Davis, and you're listening to James Madison Football on the JMU Radio Network. We continue here in the fourth quarter, 12.43 to go from Bridgeforth Stadium with Alex Miller, former JMU wide receiver and holder I am Dave Riggert. Nick Pearl in the studio for us. James Madison up 37-7 on Middle Tennessee. And CarMax is proud to be the season-presenting sponsor of JMU football. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Let's take a look around the Sunbelt Conference right now. I was checking to see on the scores in the Sun Belt, and there are some interesting scores right now. Obviously here, 37-7, JMU over Middle Tennessee. These are the games going on right now. Georgia Southern has pulled away from Morgan State in the fourth quarter. Georgia Southern leading 45-7, and Clay Helton's debut, the former USC head coach, is the head coach of the Eagles now. Coastal Carolina and Army locked in a good one in the third quarter with eight and a half to go. It's Coastal 17 and Army 14. 
Liberty and Southern Miss in a good one in the third quarter. Ten and a half to go. 10-10 tie between the Flames and Southern Miss. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns in the third quarter, up 17-0 on Southeastern Louisiana, which is a team that got drubbed by the Dukes here last year in the playoffs. Arkansas State leads Grambling in the third quarter, 30-0. South Carolina leads Georgia State, 9-7 in the second quarter. Texas leads Louisiana Monroe, 21-3, with 10.50 to go in the second quarter. And then the finals from today, North Carolina beat App State, 63-61. Marshall beat Norfolk State 55-3. Troy lost to number 21 Ole Miss 28-10. South Alabama beat Nichols 48-7. And Texas State lost at Nevada 38-14. Last night, ODU knocked off Virginia Tech 20-17. Dukes have it at their own 20-yard line. Percy Ajayobase has not played in a few series. He gets the first carry up the middle for two yards to make it a second down and eight yards to go. Is making the tackle for Middle Tennessee. It was linebacker Raquan Hartley, redshirt sophomore from Saluda, South Carolina. Two and a half gone by here in the fourth quarter, 37-7 JMU. Again, with this 11-game schedule with the transition into FBS, just an 11-game schedule instead of 12 this year for JMU. Not eligible for the postseason. Hopefully that's just a one-year deal. We'll find out hopefully at the end of the year in the offseason. Here's a fake handoff. It's going to be Todd Santeo, who has a ton of room to run, gets a block out to the 40-yard line. He puts his shoulder pads down low and gets extra yardage out to the 43, and he picks up 23 more yards. And Todd Santeo now has 88 rushing yards to go with 278 through the air. He's closing in on almost a 400 total offense game. Yeah, you couldn't have written up a better debut for James Madison University with Todd playing as great as he had and just how the scoreboard is being reflected at the moment. Toddy Suteo, they call him Toddy. First down and 10. They call it the 42-yard line, so give him 22 on the carry. 11-22 to play in the fourth quarter, 37-7. Suteo, former Colorado State Ram in the pistol formation, sends Horton in motion. He's a wing on the right side. And a big hole for Percy, breaks through, stays on his feet, and then got tripped up after a gain of 12. Boy, he was one broken tackle away from probably breaking it for six, but now getting some big chunks of yardage in the run game. JMU has now ran for 229 yards on the ground. Kalon Black will check in for Percy. Last year, the top rushing game for JMU, well, I'm going to take the Moorhead State game out of it (laughs) when they ran for 345. That's fair. That's a fair one to take out. Um, they did not have a 200-yard rushing game. 192 against Montana in the playoffs. Here's a handoff to Kate. Breaks a tackle, bounces outside, and tries to stay on his feet, hanging on for dear life to make the tackle. For Middle Tennessee was the safety, actually the corner that time, DeCorian Patterson. Tough one-yard gain, and he was about a ta- broken tackle away from busting a big play. Kalon getting some carries here in the second half. Now has eight for 30, make it 27 yards. So all three backs have at least eight carries in the game, and I think we're going to see that throughout the season. Percy's got 15, but Latrell and Kalon each have eight. Going to keep those guys healthy, hopefully, and I think divvy up the carries. Yeah, plug plug any of the three in at any given time. Give the others a break. So you always have those fresh legs each and every possession. 37-7. Here's another handoff to Kalon. Cut back run. He just 
Yeah, that's a big time. Was that a block by Tyshawn Wyatt, who just pancaked his guy? It was. He got to the linebacker and pancaked him at the 40. It almost actually kind of made the tackle on Kalon because he tripped over those two. They'll mark him at the 41-yard line. But you like to see this. When you have to run or when you, when you want to run the football and you can, that's a good sign. That four-minute offense type of mentality when you have to run the football, they know you're running the football and you still can run the football. That's when you talked about that soul of the defense. Yeah, what I'm looking at right now is being able to run the ball, kill a little bit of clock, but continue to keep those chains moving. Here's a run by Centeno again. Gets a block from Horton to the 30-yard line. There goes Todd to the 25-20, and he he slides down near the 16-yard line. So Todd Centeno... Goes for about 23 more yards. He's ran for over 100 yards in his debut. They're going to mark him with a 16, so they're back in the red zone. Again, do we have to account for that quarterback on a third and five? And actually, Cole had some big runs on third downs and plays like that, but now it's a different athlete that can go get you 23. Previous play is going to review for a potential targeting call. But, yeah, for, with Cole, you, you kind of thought, oh, that's a little sneaky athleticism. Yes. <laughs> you weren't thinking, oh, he's going he's gonna to beat us with his legs. But he sure could if, Absolutely. If, if given that opportunity. And, I mean, he had a couple big runs. The one that comes to mind right away is the one at Delaware with kind of not moving the ball very well. It was kind of a close game. But, I mean, he busted, broke it, open. busted yep. it open. And The other one that comes to mind is the southeastern Louisiana one. The, the oh. scramble, he kind of meandered through some guys for about 35 yeah. for a TD. Broke like three or four tackles. Yeah, um, yeah so he was always that kind of sneaky athleticism. But with, with Toddy, I think teams are going to start game planning for him and uh, having a few more of the, the spy aspect, um, just making sure he can't kind of have his way with, uh, with running the ball and um, – as of right now, Middle Tennessee hasn't uh, accounted for that. He has ran for 110 yards, and he now has 380 yards of total offense by himself. He's thrown for 278, ran for 110. Here's the call from the official. After review, personal foul, targeting. Wow. Number 30 on the defense. That's something. Half the distance to the goal, first down, number 30 is disqualified. So Jacoby Thomas back up free safety. Went in head first on Centeno when he slid. And looking at the replay, yeah, probably was the right call. So JMU will get half the distance, and they'll be inside the 10-yard line. So 388 yards of total offense. And throughout camp, again, there, it was a quarterback competition, but even Coach Signetti would cryptically say in our interviews with him that he really likes how Todd is playing. <laughs> he would always kind of bring him up and – He's taking a lot of reps with the ones, so you can see why. Latrell Palmer, the back now to the left of Centeno. Got one-on-one on the near side right. Maxwell James is into the football game for the first time. A few backups out there. Centeno with a run. Here is Latrell Palmer bouncing off of defenders. He goes to the left side, and Centeno wisely gets out of the way. He was trying to – he thought about going to block, and then he's just like, ah, I'm good, I think. I've, I've ran it enough tonight, but Latrell, unfortunately – Got bounced around, tried to bounce to the outside. That's not really his game, and he loses yardage back to the 13-yard line. But one thing, the backs have not lost many yards. There's a loss right there, but everything's been pretty positive running the football. Not many 
And, and we mentioned it early, even when they weren't scoring points, they were staying ahead of the chains, putting themselves in manageable down and distances. Definitely. They've been doing a good job on keeping their feet moving, getting uh, positive yardage. Uh, frankly, they're not much space to run, and a uh, good thing with the trail didn't make it worse than it could have been. But Now the trail bounces to the outside of the 10, forced out of bounds near the 8. Then he hops over one of the billboards on the sideline. They're marked by the 9. So a 4-yard game, but it will be a third down and goal from the 9-yard line. 7.23 to go. We are in the fourth quarter. Duke's up by 30. Broke it open in the second and third quarters. And really about a probably a 20-minute span is when they scored all their all 37 points. During that second quarter, they scored 21. And then the first five minutes of the third, they broke it wide open early in that second half with some big plays. And KT, three touchdown receptions, two for Reggie Brown. And Coach Signetti's going to call a timeout. Didn't have the right personnel on the field. So Coach is probably real happy with that. But at least he'll take the timeout up 30 with 6.54 to go here in the fourth quarter. Let's get a quick break in. And that's a 30-second Never mind. It's only 30, so we'll keep it right here. 37-7, James Madison. The Dukes are back at home next week. And I mentioned only an 11-game schedule, so this year two bye weeks for JMU. And one of them comes in week number three. So after they play Norfolk State next week, who'd lost to Marshall today, 55-3, the Spartans come to town. They'll have a week off, and then they begin SBC play. They'll open up Sunbelt play on the road. Their first road game will be a big one against a really good football team. Appalachian State will be the opponent in week four, which will be the third game for the Dukes. But hopefully at that point they'll be 2-0. They're well on their way to win number one. And that could set up a pretty big game. And Boone renewing that rivalry with App State, which that's going to be fun to renew that one. There were some great games over the years. Yeah, great games coming up um, after this bye week. Um, and I believe that with how the schedule previously was with the CAA, I thought it was a great preparation for the move up. I yeah. mean, every every week in the CAA was close to being a rivalry game, and you had to play your best ball. So Santeo throws it over the middle of the football field. It's going to be complete to Devin Ravenel. He makes the grab at the goal line, reaches up with a defender on him, and Todd Santeo throws his sixth touchdown pass, and that will tie Cole Johnson for the most in a single game in James Madison history. And I'm betting that probably is the most in a debut for a JMU quarterback. Great throw. Great catch by Rab with some traffic on him. Yeah, fantastic poise being able to stay in that oh, pocket. Oh, he even bobbled and he still caught the football. Taking hits from two different Blue Raider defenders, being able to drop a dime, and great catch by Rav. 43-7, Camden Wise knocks the PAT through, but the whistle's blue, and I think there was some movement on the Dukes. This could back up the PAT five yards. 43-7. Offside, oh, defense, never mind. number 92, making contact with the offense. They're going to decline the yardage. <laughs> it's one of those that Cam did end up kicking the ball, so it's like, oh, why just, couldn't just we go. just count it? <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't we count it? Let's just get to the kickoff. Yeah. 6.49 to play here in the fourth quarter. 43-7 to seven Dukes. Camden Wise. And this one is good. 44-7, James Madison leading Middle Tennessee with 6.49 to go here inside Bridgeport Stadium. What a debut in FBS football 
for the James Madison Dukes. JMU 44, Middle Tennessee 7, 6.49 to go in the fourth quarter. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Now let's go back to the booth. Here's the voice of the Dukes, Dave Rigger. Dave Rigger. I'm with Alex Miller tonight, former JMU wide receiver and holder. And tonight's game is presented by United Bank. United Bank is committed to providing each relationship with an unmatched level of service. United Bank, proud partner of JMU Athletics. As we continue from Bridgeforth Stadium, James Madison up 44 to seven now, and a couple of news and notes. And I, I guess I'm going to make these trivia questions for the former Duke. <laughs> All right. So stay tuned, everybody. They were playing a, a Duke's feud, a family feud version on on the video board. So we'll have our own little version here on the JMU Radio Network. 6:49 to go here in, and again. Justin Ritter's having some trouble with that new tee. Ball keeps coming off. 6.49 left in the fourth quarter. It is 44-7. I mentioned, so I gave it away this time, that Todd Santeo did tie the JMU record with six touchdown passes. It is Todd Santeo's first 100-yard rushing game in his career. At his time at Temple and Colorado State. Here's a shorter kick, going to be a fair catch called for at the 13-yard line, so it'll bring it up to the 25. His previous high was 80 at Fresno State back in 2020 while at Colorado State. Who was the last quarterback for James Madison to run for 100 yards in a football game? And what season would that have been? Vadley, 2016 or 2015. Incorrect, Alex Miller. Incorrect. Uh, is it within the last five years? It is sooner than that. So bad. I was thinking bad too, but it is okay. it is more recent than that. Here's the first down play for Middle Tennessee. Cunningham still in the football game. He's under pressure. Steps up, gets sacked again. James Madison will get another sack. As was it Abby there again, or was that that was Mikhail? Mikhail was there. Jamry Cromwell was right there. The other guys out there on the defensive line because they're just rushing four right now. Jalen Green was there, and also for the Dukes, it was Sean Jones. Oh, I, I know the answer after the play. Okay. Let me just get the, the game down, but I know the, I know the player. <laughs> Second and 13. Another handoff. Macau came flying from the end, couldn't quite make the stop, but a short gain, a two-yard gain. Julio Imel is in on the tackles. He's getting some run now at linebacker. All right, what do you got? So it's Ben, Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci is the correct answer. It's the game where Carden and Trey had 100 yards as well, so we had three 100-yard rushers. Do you know who it was against? I want to say, like, Robert Morris or um, – oh, no, it was – Here's Cunningham. He's going to throw a ball to the far side right, and it will be complete in front of Francis Meehan, who's into the football game now for the Dukes. It was the a 40-yard line. It was a playoff game. It was like a first-round playoff game. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't put the opponent to it. Uh, I think it might have just been late in the season. Oh, Towson. Towson. Yep, that's what it. <sighs> yep, you got it finally. Yeah. <laughs> think about it a little bit. What Jeez. year? What year would that have been? Uh, nineteen. Nope. Really? Is twenty eighteen. Oh, Carden was still on the team. Yep. And trade. Twenty eighteen. November seventeenth, twenty eighteen. One oh four for Ben DiNucci against Towson. So the first QB to run for over 100 yards since Ben did. Short one-yard gain there as the clock rolls with 5.05 to play here in the fourth quarter. 44-7, James Madison. 
lot of new faces. We'll let you know who's all out there for the Dukes. Here's a run and a tackle for loss again. Coming from the outside was Jalen Green. From the D-line, I mentioned who's out there. Jarius Rumenek is in the back five right now along with Francis Meehan. Q Reed out there. Devin Coles at one corner. Brent Austin at the other. And the linebackers, Julio Imel I talked about, and I think Skylar Martin is the other one. I'm even looking, these guys are the backups, but these are guys that get lots of reps. So it's not like, I, I just feel like this defense is tremendously deep. Cunningham will throw it to the far side right out of bounds. Good coverage on the far sideline by Austin. Just a lot of, they've got a lot of guys that can play. It's going to bring up a fourth down and long now, fourth and 11. Yeah, having those, having that depth and being able to plug in guys that get get a lot of reps in practice and that you could put in if they needed a start when uh, the time would arrive and uh, even Devin Coles being on the outside and next week going to school he was once at. Yeah. Uh, or the school he was once at coming coming here next week. Um, but he's he's showed great strides, uh, and he's been a great, great addition to the team the past couple seasons. She's Surratt in punt return formation as he'll re- try and return the kick from Kyle Ulbrich. I'm guessing he'll try and just fair catch this thing. And, well, maybe not. He's going to – no, he did. He, he made the – Made the sign early, so makes the fair catch at about the 11-yard line. So good punt by Ulbrich. Looking as the all-time leader at Middle Tennessee. That'll bring us to our final break here in the fourth quarter. 4.19 to play in the fourth. James Madison 44 and Middle Tennessee 7. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. T. Shenandoah. Every touchdown your Duke scored during today's game, tonight's game, Lance Construction will make a donation to First T. Shenandoah. So they're going to make a pretty good donation to First T. Shenandoah tonight. So thank you to Lance Construction for your continued support of James Madison Athletics. 44 7, 419 to play in quarter number four. And Billy Atkins is out there for the first time this season. He will relieve Todd Centeo as Billy. I'll tell you what, he played really well throughout the fall also. He made a good push to try and become the starter. Here's Sammy Malinagi, who will get his first carry of the game. Spins away and able to find five yards right up the middle. Malinagi is a guy that began in the secondary, and then last year with all the injuries, moved over to the running back room and has stayed there. And again, gets a lot of reps in practice. A couple of career notes. Chris Thornton, he is now tied for fifth in JMU history and career receiving touchdowns. And he also now has moved into ninth place at JMU with 114 career receptions. And we see Peyton Hunter now in the slot in for Chris. Holt Egan is out there as a receiver. Maxwell James will set the offensive line here in a second. Isaac Owusu of Pia will pull on the play. He's the guard now, the transfer from Coastal Carolina. And also in this game, Percy has now moved into eighth all-time at JMU for career rushing yards. He's up near near 2,700 at 2,677. And the official attendance tonight, do you want to take a guess on that? Yeah. Um, what's the max capacity? It's about like 25. 20, 24, like, high 24. Like 24, like 800 something. Something, yeah. Um. I'll go 23,500 uh, 23, roughly. Oh, wow. You, you failed on the Ben DiNucci one. Here's a reverse, and it's going to be Ravenel who's breaking the first tackle but has to circle back and will lose yardage. Finally out of bounds on the far sideline. 
Going to lose about five. You made up for your for your bad trivia earlier. And <laughs> 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 you weren't that far. I, I, I'm exaggerating now. 23,000. Okay. And 74. Ah. So you're a little high, but. Yeah. Maybe. That's a just, good guess. Just optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> good crowd here on opening night here in 2022 for the Dukes. Is JMU going to move to 1-0 in their FBS debut. And what a debut it's been, man. I, I'll be honest, I did not expect it. I'm not sure a lot of people did. Here's a punt that's going to take a great bounce. Clark will get a good hop on this one. It's going to bounce by Yusuf Ali and go all the way down near the 25-yard line. So we'll take one more break. We'll keep it here with 2.04 to go in the fourth quarter. 44-7 JMU. I will let you know we're going to do a little bit something different here on postgame this year. And we're going to get some, I think, some better interviews than what we've had in the past just because we're going to be one-on-one with them. So what's going to happen is Nick will take over in the studio for a couple of segments. He'll give you some updates. He'll he'll recap the game, play some highlights. He'll uh, look at the scores. And then Alex and I are going to run down. We're going to go down to the uh, the team room in the Flecker Athletic Performance Center. And we will reconnect, get hooked up with some players and Coach Signetti and be live right there with those players and Coach Signetti. So stay tuned for all that. We'll talk with Coach Signetti on postgame. I'm guessing we'll probably have number one on the show, Todd Santeo. If you don't know his number, he is wearing number one. And he's had a heck of a football game. Almost 400 total yards of offense in his debut. Going to be hard to top this one the rest of the year. (laughs) He set the bar pretty high. But that says a little bit about that young man. You, you, you're around the guys a lot. Tell me about Todd a little bit and just his demeanor. He, the one thing I've been so impressed with him is his leadership skills and being a one-year guy, being at two different places, coming in, and sometimes you kind of walk on eggshells. Can I talk to a guy a certain way? But his leadership has been unbelievable and infectious where everybody kind of gravitates toward him. Definitely. Um, from the first moment that he stepped on campus um, in early January, Um, I mean, instant impact. He was able to connect with guys um, at a phenomenal, like, rate and just being able to connect with them and, like, get deeper than just the surface. Right. Um, More more than football, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, Being able to just develop those relationships is, I mean, the – if not the most important, it's one of the most important things um, just in this game generally. Um, So his his ability to – to kind of get guys um, in a good relationship with them um, and just being able to also be that example of hard work. Uh, one of right. those dudes that he'll come in, he'll he'll get after it every single practice, uh, looking to define his craft. And, I mean, even over the uh, – in the in the winter for the winter workouts, that's one of those things of you're a new guy that you're just trying to kind of make a name right. for yourself <laughs> on this team. Um, but he sure did. And – he was one of those um, transfers that we brought in that we knew he was going to make an impact. Obviously, we didn't know officially until today. but yeah. Had um, a pretty good idea. We had a great idea, yeah, yeah, from the moment he stepped on campus that he was going to kind of take this football team, get the reins of it, and, and do great things. Middle Tennessee's going to have a football with 2.04 to go here in the fourth quarter. Down 44-7. to seven. I'm guessing they want to run the ball and get out of here, too. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, you just uh, – because Cunningham actually is still in the football game, which is a little eh, – it might actually be 
This could be their third string guy. They didn't. Oh my goodness, what a play on the far side left. Q Reed has made a couple of great defensive plays, a couple of big hits. He read that covering the receiver on the far side left, and Yusuf Ali, as soon as he caught the ball, was blasted. Yeah, that's that's playing hard for the full 60 minutes of this football game. They have brought in Preston Rice, who is a senior actually from Waynesboro, Tennessee. Transferred from Murray State, but he is listed as number three on their depth chart. Did not play Nick Battiato, who won their bowl game a year ago. But in, again, in this time, maybe just get the, the redshirt senior a few reps. Second long, minute 28 to go. This time they will hand the football off and nowhere to go, even with the backups out there. Good job defensively. And we always talk about fast, physical, relentless with this defense, and, man, we've seen that to a T tonight. A couple of new guys out there for the Dukes as well. Making the tackle that time for JMU was Matthew Ch Chanel. Yeah, it's times like these are I, – I love seeing those younger guys or those guys that typically don't get in, get in as much, get some playing time. And we kind of saw with that offensive series – um, just guys that don't get in typically, but I love seeing those guys yeah. get in there. Because they work just as hard, man. It's, it's fun for them to get out there, make some plays. <laughs> Again, nowhere to go. Antonio Colclaw's out there. JMU's defense has been relentless tonight. It has been all James Madison. And tell you what, this defensive staff, I just saw Coach Kuntz, who's brand new to the staff, and is, he has meshed beautifully. I mean, he is – He's been outstanding. He just went over and gave Bryant Haynes a fist bump. That defensive staff can be awful proud of what this, what this team did. Yeah, and, and Coach Koontz's energy is unmatched from any, anybody on the football field for every single practice. I don't think there's anybody that is more juiced up every no single practice than him. And it was it's a treat to watch him coach It is when they go to individual. Middle Tennessee will not run another play, so that will do it. The Dukes win their FBS debut in runaway fashion. They dominate Middle Tennessee here at Bridge 4 Stadium. 44-7, the final score is James Madison is now 1-0. We'll get a break and come back. We'll recap a little bit of this football game, and then we'll throw it to Nick, and we'll get some interviews here in just a little bit as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network.